0: It was any other ordinary autumn Friday night 21 years ago when the Mercer Island Islanders took on the Bellevue Wolverines in their annual matchup. When Mercer Island walked off the field victorious, no one knew they would still be searching for that next taste of victory against their rivals over two decades later, but here we are. I'm Gib Godisman, joined with Scott Pirak and Andrew Pearson from KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, and tonight we're here to see if that 21-year drought against Bellevue can come to a close for the Islanders. This is a Kinko matchup between the 3-1 Mercer Island Islanders and the 4-0 Bellevue Wolverines. But to the players, the coaches, and the fans of both sides, it is so much more than just another game. Since the start of this week, maybe even since April second, 2021, when the Wolverines walked off of MI's field with a victory, everyone has had their eyes on this Friday night at Bellevue High School. Scott Pirak, with that, I'll bring you on first here. How do you think that the players and the coaches of MI have been rallying their team this week in anticipation for a game against the second-ranked team in the Washington 3A district, ahead of Eastside Catholic and only behind O'Day in the entire state?
1: Well, Gabe, the coaches didn't need to rally them because these players have been excited since last year. That is the type of matchup Bellevue brings, as we know. I mean, they started at 6:50 this morning at the Senior Sunrise. They were getting hype, and they've been hype all the way to 6.50 p.m. as we're just awaiting the kickoff. And I expect this to be a highly energetic game. All right, with that, the first
0: half kickoff just commenced, and the Bellevue Wolverines wearing their white jerseys here. We heard from some MI fans that this is going to be Bellevue's yellow out. So they're wearing the yellow jerseys, the blue pants with the classic blue and yellow Haunting to MI helmets. Mercer Island they their all-white jerseys with the maroon helmets like we see every week. And here goes Eli Fahey taking the shotgun snap to start off. It's a handoff down the middle, and the Bellevue Wolverines swarm immediately on that first down carry. Andrew Pearson, I want to welcome you in here as with 11.47 left in this first quarter. If you're just joining us here on KMIH 88.9, the bridge, Mercer Island. The Islanders that, la- that lost last year Uh, at home had a junior quarterback a junior leading receiver a junior tight end many juniors uh, and even younger players all over all over the field now they know that they know this is their last time against Bellevue those seniors out there how do you stay settled here as we have this second down handoff another handoff down the middle that's Vince Catano and he's got some running room so a good little second down run will make it a third and short
2: well to build on your point earlier about the juniors coming in this year for Mercer Island the bad blood has been building for years at this point now remember when these seniors were sophomores and freshmen, they played JV uh, JV football against Bellevue, and they won against them twice. Uh, the bad blood and the rivalry has been building up in these seniors for years at this point, and it's time for these Mercer Island yeah. seniors to put here's that a, to, the, to the test.
0: And here's a third down screen pass to the tight end do-it-all player, Cole Drayton. He's also a great outside linebacker for this Mercer Island squad, and he gets enough to pick up a first down there, Scott. Early, we see this offense already cruising. And speaking of offense, we know the Bellevue offense on the other side. They have three to four running backs every single time. The QB crouch behind the center. For this, Mercer Island, for this Mercer Island defense, how do you combat that uh, to make sure that this team doesn't run the ball like they always do?
1: Well, I think, first off, both these teams are going to be in the high 30s if they want to win this game. And for the Islanders' defense, I expect a lot of blitzing the dogs to go to work. And I expect Nick Chitalis and other quarterback Garrett Rogan to be sent on a lot of blitzes.
0: A first down and 10, tackle behind the line of scrimmage for the Islanders. That makes it a second and 12 with now 10.08 left to go from the Islanders'
2: own 32-yard line. Absolutely. And I think key for this Mercer Island team to win tonight against their dreaded rival Bellevue, First of all, they need to make sure they maintain gap discipline on defense, maintain their run fits, and fit the gaps to avoid runs. Uh, this this Wolverines team loves the jet sweeps. Eli Fahey with a pass quick inside
0: across the 50-yard line. There goes, number 16. That's Davis Johnson. A great reception there on a second and 12. And this Mercer Island offense is firing on all cylinders early. You know, Scott, I share a steel drum band class with Tommy Burke, offensive lineman and. I asked him, I said, what are you you confident about for this Mercer Island team going against Bellevue? He said, our offense is crispy. And that's a direct quote from Tommy Burke. So it's looking good so far, isn't it?
1: And I think for the Islanders to win this game, Eli's going to have to have a 200-yard passing game already with 26 yards on the day. It's going to be hard to get through the run. Eli, number QB1, is going to have a big day.
0: Fahey taking a shotgun snap, dropping back to pass once again. The Islanders staying aggressive. It's a pass deep outside. On a corner route to tight end, Cole Drayton falls incomplete, and that will bring up a second down and 10 from just around midfield. Andrew, you already mentioned it, but that MI team from a couple years back with Eli Faye at the helm, all these players that we're so familiar with, beat Bellevue twice in the same season, so you would expect them to just be just as confident going forward in this ga- game that they can do it again on the road. And like they've been saying on their MI football Instagram account, hashtag Shocked the world. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, I mean... It's time for this Mercer Island team to put up or shut up because it is their final year for many of these seniors to be able to really stick it to Bellevue. I mean, this is a rivalry that uh, Mercer Island has been on the losing end for many, many years, and so the frustration is definitely built.
0: And here's a second down and 10 pass. The trusty target, Cole Drayton, is on the receiving end, and he's going to get right around five yards there, so we will bring up a third and medium for Mercer Island. Scott, in their last two matchups, Mercer Island has been electric. They've outscored their opponents 79-18 to in their last two outings. What part of that offense has been the the strongest for Mercer Island?
1: Well, I think we just saw the electric man himself, Cole Drayton. um, Last week against Stadium had two defensive touchdowns, but this is just his third week back. But we're already seeing him being a difference maker 11 yards already. I expect Cole to have a big workload.
0: Fahey has Catano to his left. He's going to take a deep shot down the field to... Number 16, Johnson, who already has a great reception on this drive. Incomplete, so that will bring up fourth down. We'll see what the Islanders do here. Andrew, I'm curious what you think. Against Bellevue, you're not going to get points easily. Do you think they keep this offense out here on a fourth down and five?
2: Well, that looks like... It it appears to me that that's exactly what Mercer Island is doing, folks. I mean, you got to realize... For for Mercer Island, playing Bellevue is like playing against Patrick Mahomes. I was about to say, you, they're, the, you, you can, they're the high school version of Kansas City. I mean, you can never give them the ball. It's so. the
0: opposite of Patrick Mahomes because they, they only run the ball, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I mean, it's just it's just one of the it's, – it's like Georgia Tech. Right? Yeah. They they run the option. They run the ball all the time, and they are dominant with it. Island needs Island needs to keep possession if they hope to stay in this game.
0: Yeah, you've got to always stay on your toes if you're Mercer Island. And here goes the fourth and five snap, the first big play of the game. Fahey passing it down the middle, and it falls incomplete. Great de- defense there by number 14 for Bellevue. That is Cameron Sleeper, and that will bring up that yeah, first and 10. And Bellevue will now trot onto the field for the first time. Scott, we already talked about this, but if you're if you're Mercer Island, who's that one player on defense that you really, really think can stop this run game for Bellevue that is so effective?
1: Well, I'm going to go with the player who was the player of the game last week. That's Cole Drayton. I expect him to be everywhere on the field tonight, both offense and defense. And in his linebacker position, one of the most veteran players on this team. He's going to have to be not just the player, but the voice of this team.
0: The QB, not the tallest one, Lucas Rosori, gives the handoff down the middle to one of Bellevue's 28 running backs. And it goes for, again, a gain of five yards. So it will bring up a second and five. And this is a, a team for Bellevue that's death by a thousand cuts. They're not going to have an insanely explosive play uh, in the air. But, Andrew, let's say this MI team gets a stop here on this first drive, maybe puts up a score, hypothetically, how long would it take for you to say Mercer Island's really in control of this game? Because we know how good this Bellevue team is as they take a handoff good enough for the first down.
2: I mean, if Mercer Allen really wants to take control of this game and be in the driver's seat, so to speak, first of all, again, they need to defend the run as best as they possibly can. Not even just stopping the Wolverines at the line of scrimmage, but at least uh, a yard, you know, three, three, three to a yard out, more or less. Limit the runs as best as possible forced Bellevue to pass and hopefully Emerson's pass defense can pick up the slack once that ha- once that starts to happen. Another well, handoff down
0: the middle there's number 30 that is our good friend William Wang the senior who last year put on a show for Bellevue and he takes the carry for just a few yards there three.
2: And that's exactly what you want to see there filling the run gap up the middle to stop to stop the running
1: back short. And Andrew, you want your crazy side of the day. Bellevue so far this year through four games has thrown ten passes, completed <laughs> oh five of them. Goodness. Oh, my so, goodness. Wow. So expect this to be a ground and pound versus an air raid.
0: Rizzori, the QB, under center. He's going to hand it off on a little jet sweep versus number 27 for Bellevue. A stiff him on the outside, and Coldrain t- trying to make a tackle. And the ball is free. Let's see who has it. Chase Shavey puts his hands to his head, the safety there, because he knows Bellevue got a break there. They recover the the fumble, and it actually brings up a first down and 10 now on the 35-yard line of Mercer Island. And on this Friday night amongst the trees here at Bellevue High School, it is a, a good starting drive for the Wolverines.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And again, what this ground-and-pound game does for, for Bellevue as they run it again here. Yeah,
0: William Wang down the middle once again. Garrett Rogan, the first man to approach him after just a few yards.
2: But, yeah, but once again, what this run game does for Bellevue is essentially control the clock the entire game while tiring out the defense. If if Mercer Allen wants to get in this game, first of all, like I said before, they need to stop the run, but they also need to dominate and control the clock on offense and
1: score pretty much every time. I agree with you there. And, I mean, one thing we've talked a lot about, the cons of this Bellevue offense, but one thing they do great is every player looks like they have the ball. And how they do that, every player runs the exact same yeah. and puts their arm up. Really efficient and smart offense.
0: A handoff down the middle to Wang. Great tackling there by the Islanders. And on a th- second down and six, that will make it a third down and, and six. So no yardage there on that second down carry. And this is when things get interesting because your Bellevue... Scott, on a fourth and long, they don't really have the ability to pass it downfield. They're not used to that, so this third down and medium could be a huge, huge play.
1: Yeah, I think they need to get three yards here to put themselves in play to the minimum.
0: Here goes a huge play. You can hear the Merchant fans going crazy. It's a little end around there to number three. That's Ishan Daniels, and he's going to take it all the way in. That is a quick, quick man, Ishan Daniels, the junior we know that last year he had a huge game for Bellevue and that's just that's just talent right there, Scott, that that Bellevue is known to have and you've seen it right there. That's why they're the second ranked team in the state.
1: They can do things like that in a hurry. Wow. <laughs> I mean I mean the truth is this offense has so many pieces to it and so many formations. There's just so many different options you can go and you saw it there, the whole defense went for the first fake and I mean, he had clear green for the day, and the extra point is up and good. That's number eight
0: for the Wolverines. Wiley Bryant putting it in and makes it seven to zero for Mercer Island. Wiley's getting rowdy. Wiley <laughs> is getting rowdy indeed. And Andrew for Mercer Island, you know, yeah, fourth. Fourth down turnover. Here we go again. Fourth down turnover, and then Bellevue comes right back down and scores with Eads, and here goes the marching band playing loudly. I mean, you got to come out now and and at least get a solid drive going, don't you?
2: You absolutely need points on this drive, and to be quite honest, you really need a touchdown. Uh, Now, what I really like from what I saw from the first drive— Fahey threw that really great throw to, uh, to Davis. Davis Johnson. Uh, it was over the middle. It was a timing. It was a timing pass. You know, quick three step, three step drop out of the shotgun, easy on time and accurate. That's what I want to see from Eli Fahey, Be able to take more chunk yardage uh, off off of this Bellevue defense and uh, really be able to move the ball at a more efficient rate than uh, maybe the 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 latter half of uh, Mercer Island's first drive.
0: Here goes the kickoff by Bryant. Retrieved by Chase Shavy at his own five yard line. He's gonna take it out. Shavy getting across the fifteen and down right at the nineteen yard line. Shavy, he's he's a shifty guy. Reminds me a little bit of a of a fellow number twenty two, Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina oh Panthers. You love
1: that comparison. I know,
0: that's that I think that's maybe he maybe he was talking to me about that in math class earlier, but he is definitely a receiving back, do-it-all. Great safety, too. One of the captains on this team, and he's been good for a while here. His older brother, Luke Shavey, was also a star, and his younger brother, Quinn, he has potential to be one as well. Four receivers out wide for Mercer Island. How do they answer to that first touchdown for Bellevue? 4.45 left to go here in this first quarter. Wolverines up 7 nothing. If you're joining us here on Rivalry Week on 88.9, the bridge. Here goes Eli Fahey, QB. Run, takes it himself across the 25-yard line.
1: And I think for the Islanders to maintain that possession and kind of keep this game close, they're going to have to establish the run game. Um, Just two weeks ago, Vince Catano had 127 rushing yards. They're going to have to put him in those numbers again. Obviously not 127, but I think somewhere in the 75 range to get to the point in the third quarter where this game is still in play for both teams. Second and six for the Islanders,
0: he has katano to his right. Going to drop back to pass. Look way downfield. Does he have a man open? That's Durner over his head and out of bounds. Andrew Jack Durner was he was leading Kinko in receiving yards through the first two weeks of the season. He's a true wide receiver number one, a go-to target for Eli Fehy. How important is he going to be in this game?
2: He is absolutely crucial. He is one of Eli's best targets on the field. Uh, they, he, they almost had the connection there. And to be fair, it was a very tough throw in cover two. Uh, in between the safety and the corner, uh, it, that little hole on the sideline, uh, you know, Fahey just slightly overthrew it. I think he'll do a better job next time. Uh, I think the, that connection will uh, definitely flourish later in the game.
0: Third and six, another drop back pass. Fahey has to evade a couple rushers here. are going to try to take it, and he's tackled from behind there by number 16. That's Tom Nash, the senior And with 4.20 left to go in this first quarter, it's 4th and 5.
2: Yeah, that was definitely an uncalled horse-collar tackle there, guys. Yeah. uh, I don't know how the refs didn't see that one, but uh, Fahey got pressured right off the snap. You can't have that happen, uh, especially, you know, on a key down. And here comes
0: Tommy, Thomas, the train engine, Frank, (laughs) for the kick. He, uh... He prides himself in being one of the top top punters in Kinko, and let's see if he can boot one away here. Standing at his own 12-yard line, two feet right next to each other, gets a high boot away into the night sky. Bounces at the 50-yard line, gets a great mi roll, and it hit a Bellevue player on the way down. Hit his knee, but number 40. Oh, excuse me, number 68 for the Wolverines. That is Tate Houser. Uh, retrieved the ball, recovered from his own mistake and first and ten for the Wolverines from their own 36-yard line. Scott, that's a uh, one of those loose balls against the Wolverines. You have to have those, don't you?
1: Yeah, and that's how they're going to win this game. We saw even on the first drive there was two fumbles. One of the cons of this Bellevue offense is that it's so confusing. Sometimes they confuse themselves, yeah. um, and they miss a handoff and go the wrong way. They fake left instead of actually going left on that or right either way, um, and that causes misconfusion. We saw two fumbles on the first drive. The Islanders are going to have to capitalize on things like that to to take a win. You can see Fahey and Derner talking
0: to each other on the sideline, hoping to get something going here on that next drive they have. But right now it's this Bellevue offense like a a fleet just running through with all those running backs. But it's a, a solid defensive stop there on the first down, second and nine with 3.19 left to go. One thing about this Bellevue team is you know you're going to be quick in here for maybe an, a two hours or so and then you're right back out because <laughs> with all this running it's a fast paced game for sure and we are flying through this first quarter. Second and nine from Bellevue's own 42 yard line. Rizzori has it under center. Hands it off on the outside on a little sweep and number 27 has room. That is Blake Teets getting to the 45 yard line of Mercer Island and the referee signals to bring the chains further for a first down.
2: Yeah, and this is what you'll notice, folks. William Wang is going to kind of be the guy who they're going to use to bang up the gut in the A-gap here for Bellevue as, as they're running back. They're gonna, you're going to see Blake Teets kind of go into the, the B and the C-gap in, in between the guards and the tackles, and you're going to see their wide receivers be he, used outside. And here's
0: Eshawn Daniels on his second carry, and like a... Fireball just running through the secondary and once again into the end zone. Eshawn Daniels. He's no joke, ladies and gentlemen. If you if you haven't met him yet, and I've got news for you. he's still got another year left for Bellevue High School and he is just uh, like a cheat out there. He is so quick, just a blur past the MI defenders. And, and it- nothing you can do uh, really quickly. If you're Mercer Island, what can you say? They're 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 putting in a great effort, but Eshawn Daniels has just been too fast.
2: I mean, he's just been a jitterbug out there. He, uh it, It's it's the exact same play again. It was a sweep to the left side of the line as we see uh, an extra
1: point kicked here. And a flag down. And to provide a stat update. <laughs> oh, no. Delphiou had 111 yards. Daniels, 82 of oh. those yards. I mean, Already. It, was, it was two big breakaway plays. We saw both of those well, basically 40-yard runs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I-
0: I did say death by a thousand cuts but that's when you have Eshawn Daniels out there. We know I think he had a 96-yarder last year. That's one of the plays I remember because he is just Electric. a complete blur in open space. It's unbelievable. But Mercer Island's got a lot of talent too on their own right and they'll get another chance here to respond. But so we
1: always see Bellevue doing which is so excellent. Obviously it doesn't translate to the college team because we rarely see teams run this but the blockers are really opening up gaps so much that yeah, it's a power, I, I, th- power I think I think we could maybe get the through the power sweeps. Yeah, every single time the power sweeps they get a little chop block in there, um, but the whole offensive line yep. does it so it doesn't look like it, and it opens up a whole space where to the point, guys, I think we may be able to get yeah, through. Yeah, I tell you what, I- I've
0: joined the cross country team. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a middle pack runner. That's what I like to call myself. I think I could score a couple touchdowns behind that Bellevue offensive line. <laughs> I mean, and there's a reason they're number two in the
1: state.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's unique because you every single time they run the ball, you have like f- three people pulling. You have you'll have two offensive line and at least a fullback in there, always pulling and getting a hat on a hat in the run game. Yeah, and that's just what leads to it's. It's like that famous quote from Vince Lombardi, right? You gotta you got a lane in one plot and one spot, and you get a lane in another, and it just opens up. Just, yeah. it's like the Red Sea parting. And, and we know that this game's going to get a little Chippy.
0: more competitive. It's going to be a little bit more emotional, and we're already seeing that because Belly's taking this ball off on the 45-yard line of Mercer Island. Just a picture. I mean, they are literally standing closer. Ten yards away? They're, they are... If th- an onside kick might actually be better than a deep kick here. This this feels like an assured onside kick. Because even if MI recovers, they're still on their own 25-yard line or so. So we're going to see here, number eight, Wiley, Wiley Bryant, Bryant. Getting ready to kick this away. The right-footed place kicker here holds his right hand up, gets ready. Let's see what he does. It's a little chip shot outside of the 15-yard line. And, wow, a blessing in disguise there for Mercer round Not exactly sure what's going on as... It goes out of bounds, so Marshall Island will get some solid field position going forward because not not really sure what's going on there for the Bellevue special teams, but they kick it away, so Marshall Island's going to have some breathing room here.
2: Yep, and again, this is pr- this is easily going to be one of the most important drives Marshall Island is going to take uh, this game. They are down 14 nothing right now, 228 left in, left in the quarter. Uh, we're in the fourth quarter, by the way. Eli Fahey is gonna, still in the first still, quarter. Still in the first quarter, um, yeah. Fahey really needs to, to settle down. I think when 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 we saw it early with the throw down down the middle on a great on a great timing pass, he has the ability to hit hit people deep and move the ball efficiently. Uh, Mercer Allen just really needs to get to really get on that because uh, and they need to implement much more screens because obviously the run game just hasn't been there as of right now.
0: Eli Fahey. In the shotgun, four receivers out wide. This is a a passing offense, a tale of two offenses here. And it's a quick screen pass to Coltrane getting across the 45-yard line. Reaches his arm out on the far side of the field towards Bellevue's sideline. And it's going to be 9.99 yards. Let's see if they bring out. Wow, yeah. So second down and inches. Oh, I can't believe they
2: didn't give it to him. Oh, my god. Second down
0: and, and half an inch. But Fay—he's still in the shotgun here. Another quick out route. That's to number three, Jack Derner. Does he get enough for the first down? It's a half a yard gain there, but that's going to be enough to get the first down, surely, for Mercer Island. And you can see the Bellevue sideline. They're all jumping in unison. They're excited about this 14-0 lead they have. If you're just joining us here on 88.9 The Bridge.
2: Is this a Bellevue thing? Like, the football what? team, yeah. they all, whenever they, they're in the huddle, they all, like,
1: squat down at the exact same time. Yeah.
2: Does, does Bellevue just like, you know, moving in unison?
1: Yeah, they are. I I, I like to imagine their assemblies are just practices. Oh, yeah. my God. That's, a, that's the conclusion <laughs> I've come to. The, the Islanders w- are moving They, they indoctrinate every single
2: student there to move in unison. A
0: flag here against Mercer Island. Oh, my gosh. That's going to make it. Ooh, and you know, that's a that's a killer there because it was going to be a, a first down, but because it was second down, that makes it a second down and 11. So here goes Fahey. Vince Catano to his left. The trusty right-hand man that he has had the past couple weeks, a breakout star, Catano the junior. Eli Fahey looking to go deep here. He's got a man open That's straight and goes high oh. and just over his head, reminiscent of that play. Last drive for Jack Durner and... That was nearly a freebie there for Eli Fahey. He's showing off his strong arm, that time just a little bit too strong.
1: Yeah, something we rarely see from Eli just missing his target. We saw Cole try to go for the OBJ catch, Yeah, but just out of the extent. And those are the ones that are going to have to be hit when you break the coverage after two. I mean, an excellent fake screen, and Eli's got to hit that. Garrett Rogan
0: player that we have not called tonight he has been an absolute absolute star for this MI team multiple touchdowns two interceptions on the defensive side see if he can break out here as Fahey once again takes the snap dropping back moving right finding Jack Durner down the field across the 30 yard line and down to the 26 Durner, a first Huge play for Mercer Island and just like that they're near the red zone knocking on the doorstep of their first points of the night with 2.04 left to go here in the first.
2: And what a beautiful throw from Fahey. He was getting pressured immediately off the line. There are about six Mer- there was about six Bellevue Wolverines already on him off the snap. He was able to adjust, reset, reset his feet in the pocket and deliver a beautiful post route down to the deep middle of the field.
0: Here goes Fahey, a quick out route. That's number 13, Addison King. King, the junior, trying to get him an open space. Nothing doing there on that first down, so bring up a second and eight. Just two yards there. Scott? And what
1: I've noticed so far, the Bellevue safeties are often coming in looking like they're bad blitz, and what does that do? That leaves the slot receivers wide open. We saw it there from Derner. a huge 41-yard completion. I think that's where they're going to have to attack those slot areas, hit the seams.
0: Fahey here second and 9 he's got an opportunity that he has not seen tonight in plus territory Vince Catano gets the handoff bouncing off players getting flipped around and just a few yards there over to a of, third and long
2: to kind of build off your points Scott with the with the safeties being shaded in very very shallow Uh, clearly what Bellevue is trying to do is trying to bully Mercer Island at the line of scrimmage and within about the 10, the 10 yard area, um, that they clearly want to shut down the run game first. And they think that their corners are good enough to just shut down Mercer Island's offensive weapons on the perimeter. Uh, clearly, uh, like you said before, attacking the slots in, in the quick game is extremely useful, but also deep shots over the safeties that are not shaded deep can be extremely useful.
0: Rogan, King, and Dern with their wide receivers for the Islanders. It's a handoff down the middle of Chase Shavy. A little stutter step, and he gets some room down the field on the third down. And once again, we've got a fourth and, I want to say, two or three yards. Hard angle here from the booth, but this looks like a, a pretty fourth and four. doable range. And they're bringing the offense off the field. We're going to see.
1: There's six seconds left in
0: the okay. quarter. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. yeah, this feels like a must-go-for-it situation. But. With that, that will bring up the end of the first quarter here on eighty-eight nine. The Bridge Islanders trying to answer here, but the Wolverines up fourteen nothing here on eighty-eight nine. The Bridge. Stay secure. Now back to the action. Islanders football only on eighty-eight nine. The Bridge. Hello, everyone. Here on 88-9, the bridge for the second quarter action between the Bellevue Wolverines and Mercer Island Islanders. This time around, I'm joined by Sebastian Gonzalez and Joe Schleifer. And we've got a great play here to open up the second quarter. Eli Fahey has a fourth and four from the 19-yard line of the Wolverines. They're going to need this here down 14-0. Uh, score here would bring this game into... A new stratosphere. It's a quick little out route to Addison King, and it's not going to be enough for the first down, and the Bellevue sideline celebrates as they're going to take over. Sebastian and Joe, any quick thoughts on how that first quarter went for Mercer Island? They're down 14-0. If you're Coach Ed Sledginger, what are you trying to tell your team going forward?
3: Uh, I'd probably be saying fight as hard as you can right now. Push through. um, Probably push a little bit harder on defense, kind of try to find where they're going with the ball most of the time. And then on offense, just getting the ball into the hands of the receivers, definitely for Eli Fahey with a few great throws, and getting some points on the board.
0: And this is always fun as we've got Rosori, the quarterback, sophomore, taking it under center and handing it off on the outside to number 27. That's Blake Teets. Joe, I want to go to you for this one because you're a player on JV. Uh, a A really solid player, too. Congratulations on that. When this Bellevue team has five running backs, four running backs, wide receivers moving all over the place, how confusing it is, is it for a defense to go up against, and how annoying is, is it at some time?
3: I mean, it can definitely get very annoying when you've got a bunch of guys running around acting like they have the ball, and it's hard to identify who exactly has the ball. And it can get pretty annoying when there's some stuff going on, you get fouled and stuff like that, and the play doesn't get called. Like, the foul and stuff doesn't get called, but uh, it, it can be be pretty annoying at some times but I mean you just gotta lock in and yeah. find who, who you're gonna hit and hit them hard.
0: That time the Islanders did just that on a first down and 15 looks like there was an offensive penalty so it's a second down and second down and 14 yards to go here. Solid defense so far for the Islanders. The Wolverines have it on their own 15 yard line currently with a two touchdown cushion. And here goes a quick little pass on the outside to Camus Rooney first pass attempt. They've only had 10 attempts through four games. On that time, it caught the Islanders off guard just a little bit, and they pick up around 10 yards there. Sebastian, I know if I were a Mercer Island defender, that pass would kind of shock me there. How do you think they're going to use the pass game going forward for Bellevue to kind of catch Mercer Island off guard every once in a while?
4: Uh, I think for Bellevue, everyone obviously knows that they're a run-heavy team. Uh, They're kind of like the Baltimore Ravens in that aspect. They run the ball a lot, but Uh, Every once in a while, they have that little play action or bubble screen that really
0: just keeps the defense on their toes. Yeah, absolutely, as a handoff. On the outside, Eshawn Daniels. He has two carries for two touchdowns, and here goes Eshawn Daniels again. Eshawn Daniels taking it to the house in their yellow jerseys, but guess what else is on the field that's yellow? That's a flag on the play, sitting, little do the Wolverines know, at the 47-yard line. It's sneaky. It's on the Mercer Island sideline, so... This, the cheerleaders, the student section, the band, they're going crazy for Bellevue, but the <laughs> Griffin King, I believe that's number 70 for Mercer Allen, calling Bellevue back and saying, hold your horses, you've still got a little while to go, but Joe, <laughs> Eshaan Daniels has touched the ball three times, and he has not been touched by a Mercer Allen defender even once. Yeah. That guy is a speedster, and that that could, can be a lot for a Mercer Island defense.
3: Yeah, he's definitely a stud on the field getting a hold of that ball and just blasting past our D-line. But um, I think we're doing a good job of kind of putting pressure towards that side of the field now and identifying that they're definitely going to hand it off to him. Um, and I hope that in the next couple of plays we'll be able to make a, a few great stops and just absolutely shut down their offense.
0: You can hear that you can't do that, Chance, from the Mercer Island fans. You can hear a lot of them on this visitor's sideline at Bellevue High School Stadium. They, uh the Islanders have come out in flying colors, flying maroon colors at that. And they are trying to make some noise here to help this Mercer Island defense. It's first and ten from Bellevue's own 35. Razori and his team looking to go up by 20-plus here. And a blitz comes from Mercer Island. It's going to be a handoff to Teets. And he gets tripped up and bounces forward for an eight-yard gain there. And one thing that's interesting, Sebastian, is I think the, the main success of this Bellevue offense isn't necessarily those huge plays, but they have a lot of times like this where it's second down and two, second down and three. Feels like five times the possession. They get those second and shorts that are just so deadly for this team. How important is it for Bellevue, you think, that they, they have the luxury of just never having a second down and 12 because they can always get those solid yards on the ground?
4: Yeah, I mean, Bellevue, they put their... Uh, effort into the big guys. They know the big guys up front can reset the line, move the line back so that run game really successful for them.
0: Another flag here. Rizzori still had the ball in his hand which is not something you typically see for this Bellevue offense. Only one run play thus far and that will be a false start. Move it back five yards. So two costly penalties here for Mercer, for the Wolverines and Mercer Island's defense really can take everything. they uh, Anything, they, they will take it because this Bellevue team is very, very solid. But, Joe, what have you seen from this Mercer Island defense so far in the second quarter with 9.42 left to go in the second that you've liked so far for this Mercer Island defense?
3: Uh, I definitely like how the linebackers are identifying where the ball's at and sprinting towards it. And the D-line and the defenders in the backfield are definitely identifying where the ball's at and charging towards it. There you um, go. I, did, I do think they did get thrown off a little bit by that little pass run that they had, but overall I think they're – they're stepping up and really, obviously, you can tell they're getting in the, the offensive head because yeah, they got two, two, two flags. Two
0: false starts back to back for Bellevue, and when you've got all those offensive linemen, all those running backs moving around, Scott Pirak mentioned it in the first quarter. You'll be hearing from him again tonight. It's just sometimes you can confuse your own team with all these complicated schemes going around. You know, we were on the field before the game talking to Jack Rowe, Max Taylor, some players, and they said when when you're growing up for Bellevue. And you've been running this complicated system with all these different run plays for ten plus years since you were playing youth football. Sebastian, what can that can that mean for Bellby that these guys, since they were pretty much coming out of the womb, they've been they've been practicing this offense for this moment senior night against Mercer Island.
4: I mean, it's just ingrained in their mind, honestly, I bet you ten bucks that they've ran this play thousands upon yeah. thousands of times. So it's pretty hard to mess up a play when you've run it that much times and it's pretty easy to perfect it and I think that's what they've done to create a good
0: program it's getting a little chilly here on this Friday night and the Bellevue Wolverines will come back out with a pretty daunting task ahead it's second down and 14 from their own 31 yard line and this Mercer Island defense those linebackers Joe that you are talking about Cole Drayton, Tommy Frank number, number 18 for the Islanders that's Callum Neer. He's also been a very, very good addition to junior on varsity. This linebacking core has been doing a pretty solid job. Besides those two Ishan Daniel long touchdowns, it's been pretty back and forth of the line of scrimmage thus far between these two rivals. And all offensive linemen for the Wolverines clap in unison. And Rosori. Doing a couple hard counts this time, handing it off to Chiefs on the right hand side, and he's got good blocking and he's got open space across the forty, across the thirty. Only Chase Shavy trying to run him down, chasing as hard as he can, and Shavy brings him down right around the goal line. And they're going to say he's down right at the one yard line. So Chase Shavy, what an amazing play! And oh, Joe, Joe pointing enthusiastically, another penalty flag there. So. This is like they're running sprints in practice or something because they got to go all the way there, all the way back. The second touchdown called back on this drive, and another "you can't do that" chant from the Mercer Island fans. But credit to Chase Shavy, who had just the the hustle, the grit to run all the way down and catch number twenty-seven Blake Teets, who has some speed himself. What a great play there by Shavy, maybe lighting a spark in this Mercer Island team.
3: Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean that reminded me a lot about the Dillon Way play back uh, on Monday when we beat uh when we played stadium and beat them. There was a play almost exactly like that, except it was a pass and we had Dylan Way charge down the field almost fifty or sixty yards to go make a tackle right on I think it was the ten yard line, so and you
0: gotta feel good as a teammate if, if you know that your other guys are doing that for you.
3: Yep, for sure.
0: So instead of a, another touchdown, the Wolverine's going all the way back and You know, this Mercer defense has been pretty solid thus far, but you would think that this Bellevue team feels pretty demoralized anyway just from the penalties themselves. So a 15-yard penalty on the block will bring the Wolverines all the way back. A second down and, what, 20, 25 yards? Or, excuse me, second down and looks like they're saying 20 right now. Uh but we will get further confirmation on the exact yardage. It's it's second and a mile, second and 20 for the Wolverines as a handoff goes on the outside. That's their main man right there, Daniels, and he gets taken down. And even though it's a, what, seven-yard, eight-yard gain for Eshaan Daniels, that feels like practically nothing for this Mercer Allen defense. He's had th- two touchdowns, a third one called back, and that time only gets seven yards there. Sebastian... For Mercer Island, even seeing that man, Ishan Daniels, on the ground, now walking towards the sideline, that's got to be a great feeling for this Mercer Island defense.
4: Yeah, I think Mercer Island knows that Bellevue's game is definitely getting ahead of the chains and sticking hard to the run. So when you get him in these long uh, third-down situations, you really have to make a play.
0: And here goes Teets trying to redeem himself from that touchdown called back. And on a third-and-22, he takes it to maybe a a 4th and 10, and here comes the punt unit for Bellevue. So a pretty solid run there for the Wolverines, but still not enough as they're only at the 35-yard line. Apologies, the first down marker was at the 45-yard line. They're so far back you can barely tell the difference between the line of scrimmage and the first down marker. So here goes Chase Shavey back deep to receive this kick. He's standing at his own 26, 25-yard line, ready to... Take the punt away from Wiley Bryant. It's a a little bit of a short one. Let's see which hop it gets a little bit for Bellevue. But Chase Shavey's going to take it on the run. Getting across the 30. Trying to juke a man and brought down by his legs. The 32-yard line. And Eli Fahey, Jack Derner, Cole Drayton, the rest of this team trot back onto the field. Ready to make something happen here on offense. 7.48 left to go in the first half of play. Still no points for Mercer Island. It's been a pretty hectic week. you, Sebastian and Joe, you are both freshmen. What was it like for you as a fan? Because I know the experience against Bellevue, it d- definitely feels a little bit different in the halls when you know rounds playing as the Bellevue Wolverines.
3: I mean, I think the morale was super high this week. Obviously at practice, everybody's training hard, doing their best. I mean, everybody's going 110% this week. Um, and I think it was. it's just, you know, the rivalry definitely there. Like we, we know what's happening tonight, and, and we know what's going to go down.
0: Fahey rolls out to his left, and he had nowhere to go there, taken down way behind the line of scrimmage. Not the start you want there, sacked for 15 yards or so. That's going to be tough sledding for Mercer Island as now they have it second down on their own 17-yard line, have to get all the way to the 41. See if some speedsters on the outside... Sebastian, on the second down play, do you want to just try to pick up some chunk yardage to make it a third and more manageable? Or are you looking for the home run ball?
4: Um, I'm looking to pick up some chunk yardage here. Maybe, a, I don't know, a quick out or something that Faggy can just hit and pick up some confidence with heading into the third down.
0: Faggy has Catano to his left. Catano's going to be a blocker this time around. A pass down the middle high and incomplete intended there for Garrett Rogan. And Rogan, the track star, Also a wide receiver, cornerback. He plays on both sides of the ball like a lot of these guys. That time, he's not going to get a completion there. So brings up a third down and 22. This offense has had some big plays. We saw Jack Turner catch a long pass. We saw a play to Davis Johnson very early in the game that looked so promising for Mercer Island. And we're going to have to see here if they can get one more big spark with 6.52 left to go in this first half to try to make it a little bit more intense for the Bellevue team going into the halftime locker room. Joe, when when your team is up by multiple scores going into the halftime locker room, that must feel just like you're on top of the world. How important is it for Mercer Island to get some scores now so they don't have to worry about Bellevue having all the momentum going into halftime?
3: I mean, it's always important to get as many points on the board before the halftime, but um it, it, really, what oh, happens uh, during uh, halftime? A low, oh, no. high
0: snap there, intercepted by Bellevue. That's number six, Matt Yamamoto. And a tip pass there, intended for Jack Derner, goes into the arms of Bellevue. And they'll take over in plus territory there, all the way on the 27 yard line. And speaking of momentum, Joe, now Bellevue's got a chance to make it 21 to nothing.
3: Yeah, so. I mean, when that type of thing happens, it definitely gets the morale slightly down, but there's nothing else you can do except charge forward and go 100%, 150% into that O-line and just destroy their offense. So I think we're probably going to get a few points on the board, hopefully, before the half. And as soon as we get into that second half, third, fourth quarter, we're going to go in and go insane on these kids.
0: Here goes a pass on the outside to Teets, and he is going to pick up five or so yards there on the end around Six 20 and counting here in this first half of play. And for this Bellevue team, trying to make it three touchdowns on the ground. You know, we, we can see an occasional downfield pass for Bellevue once in once in a blue moon, but I don't know if we're going to see one here as they keep it on the ground going towards, going facing towards their own high school here. As it, Oh, it is a quick little pass to the outside. That's number one, Camus Rooney, and he's tackled there immediately. So a great open field tackle there by number two. That's Nick Chatalas, the senior, and he has been a really, really solid corner for this team. Scott Pirak interviewed him in week one. He was confident that he's going to get a few interceptions this year, and he's been a really, really good player for this Mercer Island defense that has been pretty solid thus far in the season. They're 3-1. and one. Coming off of an Auburn Riverside loss, they've racked up three straight victories. But here goes William Wang. Players tugging at his jersey, but he refuses to go down on the third and short, and he picks up a first there for Bellevue. And now they're inside the red zone at the 15 yard line. How does Joe, how does your defensive scheme change once the team gets backed up? Uh, into the red zone. Now you don't have to cover the entire field. You only have a few yards to go. You don't have to be as deep uh, in terms of your safeties. How does that change the way your defense plays when you've only got 15 or so yards left for the offense?
3: We definitely try to compress and get in our gaps and really hit hit the run hard, especially with Bellevue when they run the ball. And when it's a pass, we just try to keep them as close to the, the line of scrimmage as possible and hit them as hard as we can to push them back. And we, we usually try to get a tackle for loss, but... Sometimes that's not yeah, always some, possible.
0: Sometimes it's not possible when number 27 Teets is just carrying guys on his back there. Blake Teets, the sophomore, pretty impressive. And Sebastian, we always talk about here on 88.9 The Bridge, how important the field position game is, and how important the turnover game is in high school football. What would a turnover do here for Mercer Island? Are you trying to punch the ball out, or are you just trying to make a form tackle?
4: Um, if I'm Mercer Island here, I'm definitely trying to. Let, make a play because I think that's what's needed here.
0: And here goes a deep pass to the end zone intended for number 11 incomplete. That was intended for Hogan Hansen. You know, I recognize that Hansen name because Bellevue's basketball team had a, uh, I believe, Hunter Hanson who was a really good player as well. So that Hansen family, multi-sport athletes and they've got a lot of good players with 4.10 left to go here in this first half. A third down and three yards to go from the Eight-yard line of Mercer Island. Eshawn Daniels out on the right-hand side. Teets to the left. The quarterback, Rizzoni, handing it off down the middle to Teets. He's going to get across the two-yard line, and the ball is out! The ball is out! And they're going to say that he was into the end zone before the ball came out, so all the players were scrambling around. And wow, that's a a huge momentum call there because the referees could have easily called that a fumble and said he just crossed over the line in time. And twenty to nothing, Bellevue Wolverines lead the Mercer Island Islanders here at Bellevue High School. Joe, that, that touchdown run there, we knew it was going to come on the ground, but talk about what we saw at the very end there. The Mercer Island Islanders trying to take the ball out, couldn't quite do it, and Teets takes it into the end zone.
3: Yeah, I mean that's definitely a, a disappointing blow, but I think our defense is going to pull during the rest of this half and definitely in the second half to really try to push that that uh, Wolverines offense back and get the offense on to go get some points on the board. Sebastian, it's early in this
0: game, four minutes left in this first half. There's still plenty of time, but for Marshall Island, how important is this drive to try to get a score and hopefully make it a more manageable game going into halftime?
4: Um, I would go as far as saying that this drive could be for the game. I feel like Mercer Island really has to put up points, but I also think that the Eli Feige has shown that he can push the ball down the field and they have had multiple good drives. But I feel like if they don't get the ball in the end zone here, it will be a tough night for them.
0: Yeah, this is definitely as close to a must-score as you can get. That's It's not late in the game because Mercer Island down 21 nothing. Four minutes left to go here in this first half. They've got a lot of work to do if they want to try to make a comeback and shock this Bellevue team that's ranked second in the state. Once again, you got to keep on mentioning that this team is no joke. Rivals with Mercer Island, but for the past 21 years, they've been on that winning side. And the players, the coaches, everyone has been saying they have to change that script on the island. And This team's got the talent to do it, and we're going to have to see if they can bounce back in the second half. Number eight. Wiley Bryant here to boot it away for the fourth time tonight. Shavy and Rogan deep to receive for the Islanders. Bryant kicks it away, and Shavy's going to take it. His heel on the goal line across the 15, across the 20. Does he have a hole? No, he's wrapped up across the 20 yard line but before the 25 right around the 23 is where Eli Fahey will get possibly his last shot of the first half to make something happen and if you're Mercer Island like Sebastian mentioned this is a huge drive here on this first down and 10 Sebastian do you think they try to keep it on the ground because we know when a game gets a little out of hand teams can maybe try to force the pass a little bit but do you think that they need to continue it on the ground, try to establish a little bit of a run game going into the second half, or do you think they got to take a deep shot and hope they get a big play here that could really change the tide of this game?
4: Um, I feel like they should do the intermediate, quite honestly. I don't think the run has been working too well for them, and their passing has been pretty well.
0: So here goes Fahey rolling out to his left. He's going to scramble across to the 27-yard line there. So... Gets out of bounds. Stops the clock with 3.48 left to go in this first quarter. In this first half, excuse me. As, um, you know, it feels like the first quarter. Usually games at this rate are still around the first quarter. We're almost at halftime. It hasn't even been an hour yet. Uh, because this Bellevue team runs on the ground. And they run it so well. And this Mercer Island team. They've got an air rate offense. And we appreciate that here. They've they put up some exciting games over the past few years. And they're going to try to make an exciting comeback. Cole Drayton. Garrett Rogan out for the Islanders. Jack Derner, too. Fahey taking the snap. Throwing it down the middle to his tight end, Drayton. And that's going to be a solid gain there. Just enough. Let's see if they give it the first down marker. It's going to be really, really close. A couple times that Mercer Island has been right around that first down line. And all right, there you go. The referee getting a little bit excited there for Mercer Island. He, he, he showed some emotion on that first down signal. Maybe even the referees are hoping for a little bit of a Mercer Island miracle.
3: Yeah, we all are for sure.
0: That would be something that no one here would forget, including the Bellevue fans, as Fahey throws it down the middle. Caught by the wide receiver, the junior, Addison King. And Addison King, Callum Near. Davis Johnson. They've been some juniors that have really put up a uh, a good effort so far in this season for Mercer Island, showing that this this program is is not going anywhere. They're sticking around, and with Spencer Cornblum at the helm next year, this this team should be a real formidable opponent for anyone in Kinko for a long, long time. Faye has trips receivers down on the near side. He's going to drop back to pass. Pass the ball a couple times. The ball is batted up into a dangerous area down the middle and falls incomplete. Lucky for Mercer Island there. And that will bring up a third down. And five yards to go from Mercer Island's own 38. 21-0 to zero is the it's deficit they've on the back side, so not necessarily put themselves in, but Bellevue has really uh, won this first half rather than Mercer Island losing it. They've played very well. It looks like there's going to be a... Penalty flag moving the Islanders back. Yeah, false start on Mercer Island there, so costly there. Every yard counts here, especially against a team like Bellevue that has state title hopes well within reach. They're projected to go to the state championship at this rate. So 2.33 left to go. First half, this team... For Mercer Island, still in the huddle waiting around a little bit let's see if they, they're just waiting the play clock to run down a little bit trying to decide what they're going to do next Rogan, Fahey all looking towards the offensive sideline and number 16 Davis Johnson checking into the game out comes his fellow junior Addison King Fahey and his Natural position in the shotgun there. Vince Catano to his left. Fehi always operates outside the shotgun. Dropping back. Looking to throw down field. He's got a, a solid pocket, and it's just out of reach for Garrett Rogan. Ishan Daniels was there. Strive for stride with Rogan. Two of the fastest players in all of Kinko going at it one-on-one. Sebastian, we've seen some deeper shots from Mercer Island of late. Uh, how do you think that this... That, these wide receivers, Jack Turner, Garrett Rogan, talk a little bit about how they create separation and how good they are at getting the ball downfield.
4: I feel like these wide receivers from Mercer Island certainly know how to use their body and how to make good cuts and uh, break out of those cuts really well because these guys from Bellevue, they're no jokes, they're no pushovers, they're really athletic, but our wide receivers have been able to get open consistently against them.
0: The Bellevue Wolverines, their linebacker, showing some blitzes here. We'll see if they actually bring the heat. Fahey instead rolling out to his left. It's going to be a tough throw if he has to make one. Instead, he's going to keep it on the ground, get across the 40-yard line, and brought down there by a big fella, number 77. That's Kalani Masuna. And For Fahey, he gets up well, but that was a a really strong tackle there by the Bellevue Wolverines player. And that will bring up a fourth down for Mercer Island. And almost a must-go-for-it situation. And with that, 2.20 left to go here in this first half. The Islanders take a timeout, so we will also take a quick timeout here on eighty-eight-nine. The Bridge will be back for more first-half action after this. <laughs> That's kind of dark. <laughs> Fits the mood. Fits the mood a little bit. Oh, my gosh. This is exciting <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back into 889 the bridge and we have a fourth down kick for the Mercer Island Islanders and they are going to use the leg of Tommy Frank to get it all the way down to the 18 yard line. A really solid punt there by Frank and you know alongside Sebastian Gonzalez and Joe Schleifer, this is one of my favorite things about high school football. I bring it up almost every game, but Tommy Frank takes the punt, boots it away, and then he goes and trots back up to the middle linebacker position. So he's Michael Dixon, he's also Bobby Wagner on the team for Mercer Island, and that versatility is something that you only really see in high school football, isn't it?
3: Yeah. I mean, Tommy's definitely one of the better players on the team. He's just a total unit, hits hard at linebacker, kicks far as as the punter, and just does an overall great job on the field. And I'll tell you what, Tommy Frank. He and
0: I and some friends go to the middle school, and I, I think this has happened a couple times, play some basketball on the blacktop. And I don't think I've recovered mentally or physically from that from that basketball game because he is pushing, pushing you around. He's a physical guy, and he's a great player for this Mercer Island team. And we have a player down surrounded by some staff here. Let's hope he's okay. Uh, but for this Mercer Island squad, they booted away. And with 2.08 left, Sebastian, I'll go to you here. You would think that this Wolverines team, with the way their offense has been going, they could strike at any moment. But with this slow paced running game, what do you think their strategy is going to be here uh, for this last drive of the second quarter?
4: Uh, I feel like the Wolverines coach may try to have a trick up his sleeve for this odds are final possession of the half. Uh, will it work or not? That's yet to be seen. But I think they will definitely have something special for this upcoming drive.
0: And all players from both sides on their knees here. Let's hope that this Bellevue player is okay. Joe, I know we've seen a lot of a lot of great Mercer Island games at home, but talk about right sitting right in front of us are these Mercer Island fans, high schoolers. You can see some of our classmates out there. What does it mean you being a football player when these fans come out and uh, support the team?
3: I mean, it's really great to see all, all, the, all my friends and all my classmates and all the people at our school coming to support the football team, and it's, it's really awesome that people get so into, into the football games.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a, a great experience here, even at Bellevue High School, where Mercer Island fans, welcomed or not, come and cheer on the Islanders. And, you know, we're going to see if we can take a quick break here on 88. nine, the bridge the player's still down. We really hope he's doing okay. You know, all these high school athletes, they, they're students, too, and they walk the halls just like everyone else. So sadly, there's a player down right now, and we're going to take a quick break here on 88.9 The Bridge. But don't go anywhere. More action from Bellevue after this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back into 88.9 The Bridge. The interplayer from Mercer Island, Liam Savage. And Liam, he is also a member of the steel drum band class that I'm in, and he's a really great guy. Uh, so let's hope he's okay walking off the sideline with some help of a few of the parents, members of the Mercer Island football staff. So we will have Liam in our thoughts as the Bellevue Wolverines come back out on the field. and number 27 taking it. That is Teets all the way down across the 40-yard line and finally brought down, and the ball is out. Recovered there. Go- by Mercer Island, a great play for the Islanders and there you go, Mercer Island football, Mitch Fisher there with the recovery after a long game by Teets, it looked like this Belvi team was in position to make it a 28 nothing game and here come the Islanders back on the offense after just one play on the sideline here comes Eli Fahey and Sebastian what can that do for the confidence of this Mercer Island team when you know you pretty much got a free possession just lined up?
4: and us recovering it it feels like we're down but we are not out yet I feel like there's a lot of hope left still in this Mercer Island team and I'm excited to see how they put forth this drive
0: here comes Eli Fahey back on the field Vincent Catano to his left Jack Derner his mouthpiece fell out but he he recovers (laughs) defended there by a cornerback three receivers on the far side towards Bellevue sideline for Fahey Out wide, Fahey, no surprise, jumping back to pass, firing down the middle, and Drayton almost hauls it in down the middle that time. Would have been enough for a first down, but that'll bring up a second down and ten. A minute 49 here to go in this first half of play, and this seems like, once again, Sebastian, a must-score for Mercer Island if they want to go in to half with any momentum.
4: Yeah, I agree with that statement. All of these drives really have been must-scores. Everyone knows that this Bellevue offense is explosive like we've seen tonight. So in order to stay in these games and hopefully have a shot to win it at the end, this is critical.
0: Eli Fahey, Vince Guitano to his left. This is a familiar sighting here. I feel like a broken record. Eli Fahey in the shotgun. Dropping back, Drayton provides himself an option for oh. the screen, but instead it looks downfield to number 16. That's Davis Johnson, and it's incomplete. Second, third down, and 10 upcoming for the Islanders. And here comes Jack Derner back on the field. So that means... We know there's going to be some sort of pass play down the field for the Mercer Island Islanders. they got to get something going here on this first half, and they've got the right players on the field to do it. You know, Mercer Island did start with the ball in offense, so Bellevue will get it at half, which makes this final possession, maybe, of the first half even more critical for the Islanders. Fahey. On the third down and ten, he's got some pressure. Evades one man with a stiff arm. Now he's going to try to run, get a few yards there, and he'll be pushed out of bounds or go willfully willfully out of bounds after just a gain of maybe two or three yards there. So I'll bring up a fourth and long, and let's see if Tommy Frink will come on to punt. He's, he's looking towards the sideline. It looks like this Islanders team is going to stay on the field. Oh, nope, here comes Fahey. He was going back out there, not happy with the... Uh, with the third down, or he's also just a a fiery competitor. I think he wants to stay out there. But Tommy Frink, we know what he can do with his leg. And a man, a man possessed with the punt unit, the Frinkinator, Tommy the Fridge Frink, whatever you want to call him. He takes the high snap, and he boots it away. Wow, this is an absolute line drive down to the 20, rolling down to the... 15, and kind of circling back around to the 18-yard line. And that's where Bellevue will take over for, you know, Drew, I've said it so many times for one last possession because we know how fast-paced this game has been, but it seems like there's turnovers going on left and right. There's punts going on, so we're going to see here. Bellevue, Bellevue's team here, do you think you just try to chew some clock and go into halftime, not wanting any more turnovers, just try to play it safe a little bit?
3: Uh, I mean, I think that we should just chew them out, just destroy them on our defensive end, and try to get a turnover, because if we can, if we can hammer them hard enough at this, uh, this, like, this yardage, like, right here, like, they're almost in the red zone on their own territory, so if we can hammer them hard enough, we might be able to get a turnover and maybe a touchdown.
0: That would be a real momentum shifter here, and here goes Eshawn Daniels, the definition of a momentum shifter, and he is swallowed up immediately there, right around the line of scrimmage, so... I feel like the Islanders may have learned their lesson on that man, Eshaan Daniels, and they have not They've not been, uh, been fooled anymore by that Daniels player. As Teets takes the handoff down the middle, stretches forward on the second down and gets a few yards there, but still not much doing as with 56 seconds left. Bellevue takes a timeout, so Sebastian, we know what that means. That means this Bellevue team is still uh, up and running and looking to try to make something happen here you think they would just let the clock run out they, they are not they're going to try to go for it here on this third down get a play on the field most likely um, whether that's on the ground or through the air and try to get uh, first down
4: yeah I think everyone on both sidelines acknowledged this is a big rivalry game for both schools so knowing Bellevue I bet you they like to get after it and they'd like to go up by uh, four scores going into the half but yeah. I think the likelihood of that is not too high as our defense has turned it around as of late
0: yeah no remorse for either side here in this rivalry that's for sure as this Bellevue team who won 48-21 last time these two teams faced off in the spring of 2021 this time up 21-0 is going to be a handoff to Teets and on a third down he's going to get enough there let's see where the referee spots it just half a yard ahead there, the first down marker, so that will move the chains forward. And looks like some urgency here for the Wolverines. Uh, the clock stops for a first down, so on their own 29-yard line, here goes Bellevue what they doing what they do best, which is running the football even with under a minute left to go. Their two-minute drill, Joe and Sebastian, is just more running, which is <laughs> something that you don't see in the NFL in college, but... For this Bellevue team, they have a formula and they stick to it no matter what.
3: Yeah, and it looks like there might have been a flag on the play.
0: So that's going to go against the offense. The Wolverines push back further. And, you know, maybe I'm being I'm trying to be a little bit of a conservative play caller for this Bellevue team because, you know, we're, we're rooting for Mercer Island here on 88-9. But you would think that they would just kind of run this clock out with 30 seconds left and no real threat to pass it down the field. Here goes, oh, well, maybe pass. never mind. Here goes Rizoni, and it's going to be a pass to Ishan Daniels. And would you look at that, a drop there for the Wolverines as they pass it for the second time tonight. Missouri throwing it out wide, and that time does not connect.
3: Well, yeah, their passing game is definitely not their strong suit because you see them, they've run the ball about a million times and yeah. thrown it about three. So hopefully we can pressure them to throw it a little bit more and hopefully... Just scare him out of out of getting any yardage.
0: 23 seconds left here to go in this first half of play. Rizzori handed it out on the outside to Ishan Daniels. Wow! Shifting across multiple players and Cole Drayton brings him down and helps bring Ishan Daniels up there as there's a flag on the play once again. We're going to see who this goes against. It might have been on the tackle or it could have been on the offense. Maybe a holding call as the Bellevue Wolverines move back with 15 seconds here now in this first half. 21-0. Once again, if you're just joining us here on KMIH, Mercer Island 88.9, the bridge and this Bellevue Wolverines team in their yellow jerseys against the Mercer Island Islanders in their all-white uniforms, their road unis. We'll go into the second half locker room down multiple scores. We know that for certain. But with 15 seconds left. Still, who knows? Maybe some, maybe a score undecided as a Bellevue player jumps off sides. Maybe he was, he was instigated by an offensive player. We're gonna see here.
4: Yeah, as these big guys start huffing and puffing as they ran that no huddle for a solid minute there, I think you can start to see them really feel that fatigue. Going into the half,
3: yeah, for sure. They're getting tired. They're getting clumsy. They're they're jumping off sides, getting false starts left and right. I mean, I think this might have been the third in the past. Yeah, five seconds.
0: It's been a, a lot of flags here. That's a that's a custom here for this Bellevue Mercer Island rivalry. As Rosori taking the snap, handing it off down the middle to Teets. He's got to get down. If you're a Mercer Island fan and Shady Shavy pulling like a like a horse on a carriage, just letting. Teets take him, and three seconds left now. That was a pretty solid gain there for the Wolverines, and <laughs> that was an interesting play there. Rosori Riz- handed it off to Teets, and Chase Shavy was just holding on for dear life, trying to prevent the momentum of, of Teets taking him too far. The Wolverines, an interesting play, Huddle. They have the five offensive linemen leaning down, five skill players behind, and then Rosori just kind of sits in front, like he's at a lecture or something, giving a giving a speech to his team before every play, saying "run, run, run." That's at least what he's been saying all game long. But this time around, he's going to say "pass." He rolls out left. There's a little shovel to the outside, and that will bring us to the end of the first half as an incompletion will send us into the halftime locker room. Islanders. Are in a hole. They're down 21-0, but with all the players they have on offense, who knows what can happen now, and maybe I spoke too soon. They're going to say there's some sort of penalty. As the horn went off for the halftime time locker, and the players started running back, but maybe we'll have one last dead ball play. All right, so there you go. Spoke a little too soon. They're going to bring out the players. One more play here. And you would expect if you're Mercer Island to have a couple guys way back. I mean, even if they if the Bellevue Wolverines decide to pass it here, you wouldn't expect them to be able to reach the end zone at the, what, 40-yard line of Mercer Island. So there's got to be an ultimate pre-event defense of Mercer Island. Rizzori, once again, giving his team a talk. Wonder what he's got up his sleeve here with... An untimed down here to end the first half. Something we, we don't really see here in high school football, but Rosori taking a hard count. Handing it off on the outside to Ishan Daniels. If you want a big play, that's the man you go to. And Daniels shaking off tacklers and finally dragged down there by Chase Shavy. And with that, that does indeed bring us to the end of the first half of action. The Wolverines up 21-0. We'll be back in the second half, so don't go anywhere here on nine The Bridge. Now back to the action, Islanders football, only on eighty-eight nine, the bridge. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Mercer Island football here on eighty-eight nine, the bridge. For this edition of Friday Night Lights, the Islanders are going on the road to take on their toughest test yet. The three and one Islanders are going against their rivals, the four and zero Bellevue Wolverines, and we're in the second half here. Just. Getting ready to start the second half kickoff. It's 21-0. The Wolverines are on top. And, you know, they're the second-ranked team in the state, so not necessarily a shocker right now. But uh, alongside Andrew Pearson and Scott Pirac, I'm Gabe Gottesman. We're going to see if they can try to turn it around here going in to the back half of this ball game. And, Scott, I'll start with you. The Wolverines have been running the ball like a cheetah on a treadmill right now. I mean, they are going crazy, led by Ishan Daniels, who has two scores on the night. What do the Islanders need to do in the second half to stop that run game that you think is only going to get even more and more frequent
1: with this lead that they're trying to protect? Well, first off, Dave, I'd say that he has 2.5 touchdowns because he had an 80-yard run called back because of a holding on the opposite side of the field. Oh, no. Um, but I think they're going to have to send everything. Just commit to the run. If they pass it, hope the receiver drops it because that is their only chance really left. Bellevue well over the 300-yard mark. Even at the end of the first quarter, they were well over 150. Um, On the flip side, Eli's going to have to get going, completing those long bombs. We saw one to Jack Derner earlier in the game. We saw one to Cole earlier. He's going to have to get Garrett Rogan involved, their biggest red zone threat, two touchdowns last week. He's going to have to really spread the wealth here for them to come away with the money.
2: Absolutely, and I think probably one of the key things that Mercer Island really needs to do on this offense, guys, is get Cole Drayton going. He has the ability to get open. He has simply not been hit enough times, and uh, I think he has the route running to do it. He has the he has the athleticism to get open. Him and Eli just need to be on the same page, and they need to be able to move the chains and get enough first downs.
0: Yeah, we've got a couple of routes for Jack Durner, Cole Drayton that have just gone out of reach, and who knows with a couple more of those The Islanders could be in a completely different position so far in this game. But they've got a hill to climb, and I'm not sure if the Islanders didn't think that they would have that tough test. We knew there were going to be challenges. This team for Bellevue on the Wolverine side, they are no joke, no pushover like Sebastian Gonzalez said in the second quarter. They are a great group, but Mercer Island has some fight of their own, and they're going to show it here in the second half. Now under a minute left to go until the second half kickoff. And, Scott, give me your pick-to-click for the second half. Let's say the Islanders pull out a miraculous victory here. What is going to be the one
1: thing, the one player that you think will be the reason why they did that? Well, I'm going to go outside the box here, to say the least, outside the eight-man box. Mm. I'm going to go with the defense. I'm going to go with Nick Chitalis, already forced one fumble. And he's going to have to come on those corner blitzes and solidify the edge and be able to stop those jet sweeps that we've seen so many times and then continue to get down on those running backs, just stopping them for two, three-yard gains instead of the 60-yard runs we have seen multiple times. So on the defensive side him, on the offensive side, I think I'm going to have to go with number three, Jack Turner, who's at 41 yards on the game. He's going to have to crack 100 for the Islanders to crack a win. And Andrew. for
2: and for me, uh, I suppose my my pick to click would have to be Cole Drayton. I think the coaches are gonna realize that they need to get him much more involved here, especially on defense. Uh, I mean, Bellevue has just been repeating the same jet sweep uh, to inside handoff combo at nauseum the entire game. Uh, I think Cole Drayton is definitely their you know apex predator on defense. And they're they're gonna he's the he is the he he's is the, the queen Swiss army knife he he is the queen of queen in this game of chess <laughs> and he is you know the the best probably the best player on the team and I I think the that chess piece needs to be moved around uh, a little bit better and I think Westside will win because of it.
0: To start up the second half. Eshawn Daniels with the ball in his hand and here he goes across the thirty yard line down to the thirty four and that's where this Bellevue Wolverine squad will take over. You know. Scott and Andrew, I had something in my mind recently because today in biology I had a presentation on the cell membrane. I like to think of this offensive line for Bellevue as the transport proteins, right? Oh, they, my. They, they Here we <laughs> define, go. <please>. They, <laughs> they, it's facilitated diffusion, right? The running backs, they're there. They're the molecules. And these offensive lines open up these gaps. The hydrophilic molecules allow them to, to fit through the gaps and just explode so out of the other side. So here's what I'm
1: thinking they're reminding me of the Browns offensive okay, line where they go. are pushing the line okay. every single time and then that has been dominant. Well, if there is a macro molecule,
0: it's William Wang, number 30, because <laughs> he is a, a tumbling, hard-hitting running back, and there he goes across the 45-yard line to the 46. I was really
1: expecting a tumbling, hard-hitting molecule right there. Well, <laughs> I did call God. him a macro molecule. That's the, that's the man, William Wang, there. But with that said, I mean, First and 10 this for the offensive line has been really dominant winning the line of scrimmage, and that's where games in high school are won and lost. Absolutely. William
0: Wang taking the ball back in across the 50, across the 45. He's a running back, but he's got speed like a receiver down to the 5-yard line, and a flag is thrown there at the end of the play. Shavy might have caught him by the horse collar there. That's the second time tonight we've seen Shavy tackle a defender inside the 10, so we know he's a, a hustler, but man. That is uh, another blow to the Mercer Island defense, and really just great blocking up front for Bellevue, and William Wang shows off his uh, multidimensional skill set. Not only is he a power back that can meet you at the line at scrimmage, he also can get past you, and now they're down to the three-yard line and possibly down to even the one or one-and-a-half.
1: Well, I mean, I yeah. think that that does <laughs> yeah. it all. That, that the, silence, the, really, the silence, yeah. really tells the story. <laughs> yeah, the, not I mean, when a team say. has 300
2: rushing, rushing yards already, I mean, the the tone has been set. But I feel guys. like I'm watching
1: Chiefs
0: Texans.
2: <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty bad.
0: <laughs> this is this has been a great showing by Belby but let's see if Marshawn can make a goal line stand here. And William Wang gets it open on the left hand side, <laughs> and on the first down, he carries it into the end zone. So. I mean, I, mean, I
2: mean, it's like Moses parting the Red Sea on almost every run play. Uh, but Bellevue is just getting a hat on a hat through their power scheme, using their pulling guards and fullbacks and even wide receivers being really tough in the run game. Uh, you, something unique to, to Bellevue because they really do run it all that often. Uh, the, the run blocking has just been immaculate for Bellevue and uh, just getting a hat on a hat and being able to produce.
1: I'm just going to say this statement and let you analyze as you want. There's a reason why King Cole and Washington State want to ban the wing T offense. <laughs> yeah, this is very,
0: very impressive. This Bellevue team, we know what they can do, but Mercer Island's got a chance here on the other side to maybe make something happen, and who knows. I mean, impre-
2: impressive doesn't even begin to describe it. I think oppressive. Yeah. Is it's is, like th- is, this,
0: this Bellevue touchdown song is like when you're in your car and on Apple Music you accidentally put it on repeat, So, or maybe Spotify. I don't, I don't I want mean, to start a debate here. I
2: mean, for to me, it's like when you're climbing up a mountain and you just feel the air thinning and you're having trouble breathing, but the higher you go, the further on in the game you go, the harder it is to breathe, and my gosh, it is, uh, it's rough.
1: I'd like to throw in two things. We are believing in the Islanders, and we believe in the manners, but yeah. the manners are down 2-1 in oh. the bottom of the fourth to no. the Angels. The On Rays. the flip side, I'm going to drag in my comparison. This is that song's like that bed time. You know when you wake up and you have that ringer, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't go away, and you press snooze, and it's back again <laughs> with a 60-yard touchdown. But that's what this is to me. But with that said, I think if the Islanders can generate some offense here through they slot receivers, as we saw earlier, finding them down the seam. I think that's where the money will be. And they're going to have to find those in really efficiently and fast because, I mean, they're down 28 with 11 remaining in the third quarter. Yeah, 11.09 to go here in this third
0: quarter. Garrett Rogan taking it across the 25. Does he have running room across the 30? Oh, nope, across the 25. <laughs> and push back a little bit. 27-yard line is where the Islanders will come back out the, on the field. Some big offensive linemen, number 65, Uh, that is Brett Fitzwilson. Oh, yeah, that is Brett Fitzwilson. I can guarantee you that. Brett (laughs) Fitzwilson walks into AP Calculus, and he is, like, the derivative of, I don't even know. You are really feeling these
1: (laughs) school comparisons. Must have been a long week. Yeah. Yeah. Long week, long day on the field. He is. Dude, don't remind me of math
2: right now. I had a pre-calc quiz today, and it was rough. Well,
0: Brett (laughs) Fitzwilson... Seriously, he might be the funniest human being I know. Mm-hmm. I will say that he is just—he's awesome, and he's—he's he's done a great job protecting Eli Faye. He's got an open pass here. Jack Derner on the right hand side, getting to the 35-yard line. That's—that's that's a solid gain there, seven or eight yards on the first down play. And all I'm saying is touchdown, stop. Touchdown, stop. Touchdown, stop. Touchdown, stop. Touchdown. Then you're up.
2: There we go. Simple as that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see if the Islanders can make it a reality and it's a pass on the outside. Trying to get some easy plays here, but Jack Derner uh, had his screen pass bitten there by the cornerback and a flag is thrown. Maybe some chippiness here.
2: I mean, you're you're going to see Bellevue starting start to get wise here to the Mercer Island offense. It's mostly been uh, you know, tough runs in, in, in the box for Mercer Island as well as screen passes to the perimeter and um, the few times they have mixed it up, it's been mixed success. So now that now that you see Bellevue kind of getting wise to that, you're going to see them start jumping those those routes and start. Um, oh, a, As we see a penalty wow. here, so I wonder about a, that one. A personal well, foul on like defense.
0: You know, if you get enough personal fouls against Bellevue, you technically can make it all the way down the field to the one yard <laughs> line, punch it in five times. That's I think
1: they just they just need to get the goose egg off the board. That's the big thing for me. Get Just get some sort of morale. Oh, points. and there's a oh. false start there by the right tackle. That's
0: Fitzwilson. And so that will make it a first and 15. So just when they get a little bit more momentum, it's a tug of war going back and forth. And now the, the Bellevue sideline is jumping up and down like a little, grabbing a little mosh pit there. They're excited. Obviously have good reason up 28-0. But let's see what Eli Fahey can do. Vincent Catano to his left. Catano's going to be a blocker here. Eli Faye stepping up to his right, shedding a couple tacklers, getting across the 50, juking inside across to the 46-yard line. A solid gain there on first and 15. We'll make it a second down and five yards to go.
2: And you really got to love what you see there from Fahey. He What he saw downfield was all covered up, all swallowed in yellow, and he's able to extend the play to his right, and he, he was able to, to dodge some of those pass rushers as well, get you know, avoid some of the hands on his shoulders.
0: Faye here here, going in. No stars in the sky on this kind of gloomy night here. But Jack Turner with a great catch there across the 40-yard, 40 45-yard line. But nothing going here early on in this drive. Besides that great penalty that the Islanders will definitely take it. Makes a third down and four yards to go. So this is a huge play here for Mercer Island. If they want to get some points on the board they're going to need to do it now. This is one of the best opportunities they've had all game long.
1: And I think the Islanders from here now, I don't think we'll see Tommy Frank back on the field I think they have to go for it every single time they have the opportunity. A
0: little out route there, the trusty target, sure handed Jack Derner. We know he puts the work in during practice during the offseason Scott, that is a player that the Islanders will dearly miss next season.
1: Yeah, I I mean, a lot of these wideouts, I think Garrett Rogan too, they have been so dominant in their certain kind of role on this team. Jack Turner has kind of been the guy that gets them from 20 to 20, and then Garrett Rogan finishes it from there. That's kind of what they've been known to do. Fahey tripping
0: as he moves to the left-hand side, gathering his feet, firing on the middle. Drayton has it, bobbles it, and it's intercepted by the Wolverines. Jasper Svensson there. With the interception there, so just out of Cole Drayton's hands, and uh,
2: the Bellevue Wolverines excited as they take over with the ball. I mean, give credit where credit is due. Bellevue having the savvy defense being able to swarm to the ball when uh, it's presented to them. Uh, unfortunately, just a bobbled catch, and when you when you make those those very very slight mistakes, it can be extremely costly. Hopefully, uh. Mercer can improve that on their next go.
0: Absolutely. We are watching. You have to keep on reminding you, the second-ranked team in Washington State, they have a lot of firepower on both sides of the ball, and they are going to try to run out this clock here to start the third quarter. William Wang has it taken down the left-hand side, across the 30, bouncing off tacklers, across the 35-yard line, and finally down to the 36.
1: Every single play... They're getting the extra yard or two, and I think that's kind of spoke really to the volume of this game because when it should be a 2nd and 9, it becomes 2nd and 8, 3rd and five, third and 4, and then from there they've continued to build on that. And I think that's kind of been where this game has been lost, the trenches.
0: A handoff down the middle once again. Again, that is William Wang, and he takes it. Enough for the first down there on the second down. It's now first and ten from the Bellevue Wolverines' own 43-yard line. And Andrew Scott, I feel like this might be a little bit of a faster half here. This Bellevue team is going to take it slow, try to run out the clock here. And yeah, they
2: they they're, they're They're it's like it's like when you're at your job and you're just ready to punch your card out. Uh, that's kind of what Bellevue's feeling at the moment. It is really unfortunate. You're seeing William Wang. Again, being utilized in the same way as we see another run play here.
1: Yeah, here goes Wang across midfield now, barreling forward to the 49. And I think not just Wang, but the student sections are speaking a lot of volume. We're seeing Delphi almost looks like a college student section bouncing back and forth, all that. The Islanders are a little worn out. Maybe it was a long school week. Yeah. But I think that has kind of been a lot of it. Obviously a road game, not always fun. I think they're going to have to find energy from somewhere. Maybe that's Cole. Maybe it's from their quarterback, Eli Fahey. But someone on this offense or defense are going to really have to make some sort of big play. Rajori
0: hands it off to Eshaan Daniels. They know that he's the big hitter for them. And he gets enough of the first down there to the 43-yard line of Mercer Island plus territory here for the Wolverines. 7.30 left to go in this third quarter of action.
2: Yep, you're you're seeing it again. Bellevue just utilizing the same philosophy once again. Uh, Again, folks, all of their run plays look extremely similar with tons of motion, tons of pulling guards, tons of wide receivers in motion that the ball could go to them at any point. Here we go again. And here's the handoff down the middle to William Wang getting across the 20, across the 10. No one there
0: to catch him. And Wang using his momentum, his inertia to push himself forward to the end zone and that makes it 34 to 0 and wow this Bellevue team they they're they're putting up a statement here in this third quarter really controlling all facets of the game
1: and here comes the <laughs> I mean the what yeah there's well, there's not much so else looking forward game. to Liberty next week <laughs> What improvements, obviously Bellevue is a whole different animal, but well, Andrew, let's start with yeah. you. What improvements do you think there needs to be? Where do the biggest changes come? Well,
2: first of all, I want to see Eli Faye settle down and be able to deliver more on timing routes and be able to play and structure more because his game, what it seems to revolve around, he loves to hold on to the ball, extend a play, and be able to play a little bit of hero ball on the sidelines, and... To some extent, that's that's gonna work, especially in high school football. But against Bellevue, there are no mistakes. There are no, um, there there is no margin for error. And when you're playing hero ball all the time, and when you're trying to extend plays, you can't really do that. It's not gonna beat Bellevue. And now looking forward ahead to Liberty, uh, I'd really like to see him settle down a little more, uh, be able to take what the defense is giving him, uh, be a little sharper on his reads, and. Definitely deliver the ball to Cole Drayton much more because he is, he, he is the best player on this team and he has not been utilized as as much as we would have hoped.
1: Well, the great thing about playing Liberty, there's no wing T offense, so that yep. that eliminates a whole factor.
0: Here comes the kickoff here by Wiley Bryant. Caught in the end zone by Garrett Rogan, getting across the 10, tripping across the 15, using his hand to keep himself up. Now getting across the 25, and oh, just a great tackle there by number five for Bellevue. That is Carson Rubin. And Rubin maybe prevented a touchdown there for Garrett Rogan, because when he used he that that recovery there after he stumbled, he, he could have taken it to the house.
2: Yep, absolutely, and uh, Mercer Allen able to ruminate here uh, on their next available play. Uh, Fahey once again going to be in the shotgun with a, with two backs to, to each, his left and his right. Let's see how this one goes. Fahey
0: hands it off down the middle to one of those running backs. That is Vincent Catano. Catano gets maybe negative yardage there as the Bellevue defensive line swallowed him up immediately. You see number 77 for Bellevue. That is Kalani M- Masuno and Masanu, and he he catches your eye. That's the second time I've seen him tonight just running off the field because he is a mammoth of a high school athlete. <laughs> <As laughs> Fahey has three receivers out wide this time. You expect him to air it out maybe a little bit. And nope, instead it's a handoff once again. That is Catano and meeting head-to-head with a defender. Number four for Bellevue, Jasper Svensson. Takes him down behind the line of scrimmage once again. So it's going to be a third
1: and 11 there for the Islanders. Scott? I think we could really call this a flawless game from Bellevue on every aspect of the field. As I as I'm watching, maybe this, penalties. Well, penalties maybe, in that maybe, one fumble. Maybe the, yeah, but besides that, I mean, and a there, an there's there's no complaints. Yeah. yeah, you can't complain. But that's what you expect that's what when you, you expect, go against a number yeah. two
0: ranked team. We see a drum flying on the track. That's got to be something. As now that distracts us <laughs> from the gameplay here. Derner Oh, excuse me. That's Drayton. Leaning out for the ball, can't corral it on a third and eleven or excuse me, 3rd and 13, actually. So they'll bring up a 4th and 13. and You know, Scott, you we, you said we wouldn't see Tommy Frank out there, but, oh, wait. We were talking about this in the car. Man, on the way here, Scott and I were saying this could be a fake punt opportunity. Spencer Kornbloom's out there. Spencer Kornbloom's out there. Maybe a fake punt. Frank back there. Nope, okay. high snap <laughs> brings it punted like a it away. We were really hoping to Yeah, for that. that would have been exciting there. Xander Peck watches it roll down to the thirty four yard line and it'll actually be picked up by number sixteen there, Davis Johnson, and here come the Wolverines once again.
2: I mean, they call them the Wolverines, but they're more like Piranhas, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> they just swarm to the ball on defense no matter where they are. They just seem to be everywhere on defense. And on offense, just that, that killer strike at the end continues to just be a backbreaker for the Islanders. It's 35-0 right now, and you're seeing the the yellow guys. They're, they're coming back out, and they're going to run more.
1: I promise you that. I think the player we haven't talked about enough, Lucas Rosario. He's the quarterback. He hasn't done much running. But he sure has been excellent at reading the defense. Because you have to keep in mind, yeah. every single one of these plays, he has three options to hand it off to. Now, obviously, he's not throwing it. <laughs> he is an elite <laughs> hand- ball handler. <laughs> okay? Yeah. These. these that is uh, part of what I was going for. Yeah. But also, he is doing an excellent job at reading this Islanders defense and has really left them... Confused for the most part. We've seen it with many big breakaways and something interesting with Beauvais. They haven't had a receiver online in the lily. Here forever. goes
0: William Wang now, once again, finally dragged down by Tommy Frank, but not before getting 30 yards there on that carry. So that will bring up a first and 10 from the 40, 40 yard line of Mercer Island.
1: Scott, score update Mariners. Let's see. The Weeb, the Believe campaign. Is unfortunately not believing oh, no. enough. Bottom of the fifth, though, Angels are still beating the Manners two-one. Red
0: Sox won earlier today. Red oh. Sox
1: did win earlier today. Blue Jays, yeah. I believe, won. Yeah. Yankees lost. Yankees did lose. So there's your there's your MLB score update. <laughs> yeah, and you know AD that's when. Dave that. <laughs> and I don't talk about MLB a <laughs> lot. Where's just <it> say that? <laughs> 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 Thank you, Theodore, for the update. Yeah, Theodore, back in the booth.
0: Huge shout-out to him, doing a great job helping us from behind the scenes as a deep pass goes incomplete from Rosari.
2: Rosari, yeah.
0: Rosari. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets to a point now where I've almost forgot the quarterback's name because you're not really calling his name very much. When he drops back to pass, Rosari yeah. has been limited in that capacity, but other than that, he has just been uh, that right arm extending it out. Maybe I'm- I could picture him like in the weight room just like,
2: I mean, I, mean, the, I mean the most unique thing about him is that when, when they're in the huddle, it's like he's speaking to the choir there. They're That's all lined up. Saying. It's and like everything. if they're in a
0: lecture or something. And here goes outside run to number twenty seven. That is Blake Teets, and Teets gets a huge run there on third down
1: and crosses to the twenty five yard line. And once again we want to give our thanks to Theodore. And Theodore, let's give you your moment under the spotlight. We're Let's have you turn on your mic back in there for a second. Turn, tell us what you tell really us, think. Tell us what you think Craig will happen with program. the Manners by the end of the season. Will they be in the playoffs or not?
4: Honestly, I do not know. <laughs> <So, laughs> I'm mean, um, currently um, looking to score right now, and they are still 2-1, to one, as you might know. And... <laughs> I
1: I want <laughs> to believe,
0: I really do. Yeah,
1: we but, all do want to well, believe. Speaking <laughs> of believing, you're at Mercer Island High School. We're at Bellevue High School. Do you event? Do you think there's any chance the Islanders come back from? I <laughs> hope that Mike's in program. Thirty-five down.
4: Probably not. I, probably guess. Probably not. But yes, that mic is in program. But still, probably okay. not. I do not have hope, but I want to believe. Yeah, I we really all do.
0: Believe. <laughs> it's a it's a city of believing here. Yes. in Seattle and. You know this this Mercer Island team may not take it tonight, but they they have to believe that they've got a good squad ahead. Even if they drop this game, they're still at three and two, a positive record for the Islanders. And it's a what a first down carry from the 17-yard line gets enough for the first
2: down right to the seven. Yep, just a, just a just another chunk play here for. For Bellevue, and I, I guess to since we're kind of shifting topics here a little bit, <laughs> yeah. uh, I will talk about the Mariners for just, <laughs> for, just, for just a split second. Tough, ready, tough. Yeah, tough schedule ahead for the Mariners. It's tough. I mean, they're playing. They're they're playing the Angels right Show, now. Shohei Hayatanius.
1: No, they, no, no. Um, he's back. He's a, all right.
2: He's, a handoff down the middle, and that's a touchdown there. <laughs> yeah, for Blake Yates. So, anyways, about the Mariners. <laughs> 41 nothing is yeah. the yeah. score. Yeah, Shohei, Shohei is batting for the Angels right now. But he's now. not pitching. Yeah, he won't be pitching so for the rest of good. the year. But, At um... And, and there's no Mike Trout either. Yeah. But, um, as someone who was a Texas... A recovering Texas Rangers fan. <laughs> uh, for, for, you know, most of my life. Um, oh, what,
0: I can hear the Texas accent coming in a little bit. Yeah, far.
2: just... Watching the Mariners as, uh, an- Another extra point is kicked here, by the way. Um... Watching the Mariners this year is really energizing since I've been here so long. Um, it's really weird that the Mariners are relevant right now. Yeah. I'll be be—I'll be quite honest. I think if they were firmly in the playoffs, no one would really care, but because it's just this close.
0: And no one cares, you know. If they make it and lose, no one cares. Because no there's one no cares. expectations. The point is they're going to make it so they won't be the worst franchise in sports. Scott,
1: what's up? Well, yeah, I heard the word relevant, and I'm going to bring it back to Bellevue High School real quick. Let's make this Islanders game relevant is there a chance we see the Islanders put some points here? Okay, yeah. Or, uh, or do you think there's a chance we see Spencer Cornbloom coming to the game in them? Uh, I think and that's they, common, give those, yeah. they give those underclassmen a little experience because, I mean, like we've talked about it in broadcasting terms, we're gone in a year. Yeah. And then there's a new QB1, yeah. there's a new broadcasting team. Yeah. It's going to be a whole new oh, squad. That's, that's a whole new squad. It's a whole new world. So I, th- I think there is a chance we may, not on this drive, but I think into the fourth there's a chance we may see Spencer take the field.
2: Yeah, and Spencer Kornblum, for those who might remember.
1: <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. But, yeah, folks might remember uh, Spencer Kornblum. Uh, he came in halfway through the game of the season opener. Yeah, he, uh, when, he, 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 when He actually had some good throws. He's got yeah. a strong arm. And
1: he went in against Stadium too.
0: And here, here here's the kick returned here by... Garrett Rogan and leans his head in down to the yeah that's yeah. Be a fl- down to the all three players throwing flags and yeah Jack Jerner looking to defend his teammate there because Garrett Rogan got hit hard there uh, and that is not really a fair play especially when you're up 42 nothing and
2: tempers flare yeah it's
0: it's a rivalry and even at 42 nothing you never know what can happen
2: yeah legend rivalry
0: uh want to give a quick shout out by the way to the kids that have been retrieving the extra.
2: Oh, points. that's right. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. they
0: run into. The, sometimes it goes into the bushes that are on the on the side of the of the scoreboard, and they have to go and they have to like it's
1: like they're Tarzan running into the jungle to get the footballs. And can so. I give a second shout out to the fans? Yeah, we are
2: still here. <laughs> Surprisingly, the crowd has not thinned out here yes, for Mercer Island. That Two nineteen
1: remaining on the third quarter here on 88.9 bridge, KMIH Mercer Island. And they're still here, down forty-two. So and we'll be they here got for the home. whole game, baby. They got home, and we are going to be here to the to the final
2: to the bitter end.
1: Yes. Eli Fahey still
0: in the game. Maybe they're just going to let him ride it out on his senior season against Bellevue. Pump faking once, leaning in. He's got three defenders there on his feet, and now on his Leg. front side <laughs> as he gets brought down for the sack there by the Wolverines and Andrew. We're two Seahawks fans, Scott and I. You're actually a Dallas Cowboys fan. That
2: is correct, and yes. And
0: for the first time in a long time, it's actually better to be in your and <laughs> your corner than uh, you
2: know, You know, I'd actually argue no because our head coach is Mike McCarthy. You uh, know, Mike McFraud, the human thumb <laughs> himself. <laughs> but Mike um, McFraud. Wow. Uh, yeah, but. Um,
0: Jack is a Dak's a, the backpack.
2: Yeah. That da- Dak Prescott actually looks good this year, which is really weird for me to say. But uh, here we go on another screen Here's
0: pass. Here's a screen pass on the outside of the cold Drayton getting across the 40-yard line. He's uh, agile for his size. And on a second down and 14 after that sack, or excuse me, second down and 24, he gets enough to get back to the line of scrimmage and will make it a third and 10 or 11. So for Mercer Island... Away at Bellevue, fans for you know fans for Bellevue actually um, emptying faster than fans for Mercer Island, which is a testament to this. Hey man, MI. we drove out here. Yeah, yeah, we are can't we're get in rid it for of the us, long haul.
2: <laughs> and we're like that stain on the bathroom wall. You know, You just can't get rid of us. Yeah, we,
0: we might. Who knows the Mercer Island fans, Bellevue fans, they uh, they leave their marking on. Uh, on on everything, they, they they get chippy over social media, they get chippy over over the the chance, and it's it's exciting to be a part of for sure, um, especially if you're on the field right now uh, as a Bellevue Wolverine because they are currently leading at 42 to zero. If you're just joining us here on camera, H Mercer <laughs> Island 88-9, the bridge. It was a exciting start, you know, Scott and Andrew. That first drive really felt like the something Islanders that we could look to forward good. to. They they got a few first downs. They had a great pass down the middle to uh, Davis Johnson, I believe. And in the end, it, it's turned into this, which is another Tommy Frink punt standing on his own 28 yard line. And this will end the third quarter of action once this boot is away. And the Frinkinator gets it to the 15 yard line. Eshan Daniels on the return. And wow, he's a burst of speed getting across the 40. Now across midfield and finally tripped down. Man, you, you're going to see that guy playing on Saturdays and maybe maybe even Sundays and maybe anything I don't know. Monday night. He's, <laughs> he's a good athlete. Monday, I'll Thursdays, tell you that much. Who knows? He is a star for sure. And with that, that brings us to the end of the third quarter. So we will take a quick break here on nine, the bridge when we come back, some new voices
2: for Mercer Island football. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Islander football here against the Bellevue Wolver- Wolverines. I'm Andrew Pearson here with Sebastian Gonzalez and Joe Schleifer. And uh, my goodness, it is, um, it's 42, nothing folks as, uh, Bellevue, once again, runs up the middle. There's, a, there's a flag down currently, but, uh, guys, uh, we've been, it, it's been a bit of a tough game, you know, a lot of adversity, uh, that Mercer Island is going through right now. Uh, what are, as we, as we kind of close out in the fourth quarter, uh, Joe, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, what is, you know, something that the Mercer Island football team can kind of take from, uh, what kind of value can they take from, uh, this last fourth quarter?
3: Well, they can definitely take, um, take some some knowledge on, on how Bellevue plays and, and what they need to do for following games against teams on this level. Um, I definitely think in the fourth quarter they're going to bring it and give it their all and just try to fight, fight their hearts out until, until the end of the game for the final whistle.
2: And, and Sebastian, you know, um, as, as a viewer of the game, um, kind of what would you like to see yourself from from Mercer Island in these last closing minutes?
4: Um, I'd like to see, as Joe said, Mercer Island just fight this fourth quarter, even though the game is most likely said and done, just ending it on a high maybe for next week just to carry over some momentum.
2: And uh, it's another sweep out to the right here for number 27 here. That is Blake Teets for the Bellevue Wolverines. There is 10.30 left to go in the game. Uh, just another, another excellent run for about—I'd uh, say that was about for 10, 15 yards. Um, just,
3: uh, just another good run. Yeah, let's hope that this defense can lock in and just, just destroy this, this Wolverine offense. Wolverines, back in the sh- back. Another sweep out to the left. Mercer
2: Island able to go ahead and uh, wrap them up, Gator roll style. Uh, only a gain of about two, but it looks like that will be enough for the first down. Uh, just another crushing run from Bellevue. Actually, no, it'll be a fourth down for Bellevue. Fourth down at about a yard and a about a yard to half a yard. Uh, guys, what 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 kind of play do you, do you think Bellevue's going to run here? Are they are they going to run it again? Just kind of kill the clock because it looks like that's what they're about to do. It doesn't look like they want to punt it.
3: Yeah, my guess is that they're just going to try to run it down the middle like they've been doing, which has been working well for them and uh. Hopefully our defense can just pull him and stop him. That play goes to number 40.
2: That is probably his first carry of the game here for Bellevue. Uh, I'm actually trying to find him on the on the sheet here, and I can't find him. That looks like it was Andy Aguido, uh Shire uh, running back because uh, who on this team isn't a running back, guys? Let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, just an, another really nice run.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, Bellevue's really been setting the line. Like in front of the ball, really pushing back our defensive line and our defensive efforts.
3: Yeah, their line's doing a great job of holding up as our our D line is pushing against them, and that's really what's giving them the advantage right here.
2: Rosori under center again, and he gives the ball off one more time. It is up the gut for another 10 yards. Uh, Looks to be to the same player, uh, uh, Aguido Shire. Uh, My goodness, it has just been dominating again. In the hurry-up offense now. Rizzori back under center, hands it off one more time, and Mercer Island is just not able to stop them. They are just running up the gut for about five yards a pop.
3: Yeah, this running is really working for them in this fourth quarter, and hopefully hopefully we can get under control, but the Wolverines are just doing a great job at pushing their line forward and getting their running backs through the, the pocket.
2: Rizzori under, under center again, hands the ball off to the end-around man, and... Oh, my oh, gosh. the ball is out. It is another oh. fumble here for Bellevue. I can't tell who recovered it. It looks like Bellevue was able to recover it. But another uh, savvy play from the Mercer Island defense that they're just not able to capitalize on. Uh, so, guys, they, they've they they've been forcing a couple fumbles this game, trying to force a couple of turnovers. They're not able to capitalize off them.
3: Yeah, I mean, the hits are hard, and they're, they're definitely good enough to knock the ball loose. But once that ball's out, it's anybody's ball. So... I mean, they're doing a great job of hitting, hitting it, and they've gone on top of it a few times and gotten the turnover, but we really needed to get in, in the zone this fourth quarter and just get the ball every time that thing pops out, just jump on it and hold on to that thing for dear life.
2: And it looks like they are uh, pushing the ball back. It looks like there was a, a helmet-to-helmet hit that caused the, uh, caused the penalty here. Bellevue being pushed back to about the 28-yard line. Rosori under center again with wing T formation as per usual the ball is ran again to number 27 that is Blake Teets once again so many carries just endless amounts of running the ball uh, up up the gut in this one so it looks like they're uh, they're trying to drive the clock down guys uh, it, it looks like they're they're kind of about to you know get out of here and pack it up and go home happy uh what, what do you want to see from Mercer Island their final drive? Because presumably uh, Belby will once again score. Uh, uh, for Mercer Island,
4: honestly, just a stop here holding them to three would be really big for the team, I think. Not even for this game, but just going into next week, kind of ending on a high defensively of just being able to hold the run would be really great for them.
2: Another outside zone run here for Bellevue. This one to Carson Rubin. We haven't been calling his name much, too, uh, as much as uh, as the other names here on the list, such as William Wang and Blake Teets. But uh, just another runner for Bellevue, and they, are, they have really been dominating. Rosori under center again. Snaps the ball. Hands it off to Rubin once again. And it looks like Mercer Island is able to tackle him this time. uh, The team able to swarm around him and limit him to about a two- to three-yard gain.
4: Uh, If you're Mercer Island here, this is a big fourth down coming up. It looks like Bellevue's going to go for it. So a stop here, like I've been saying, is crucial, not just for this game, but going into next week having a high to go off of. I mean, just the morale Yeah, just the morale, honestly. Just... You know you've taken a tough loss, but you know just to make sure you're you're not reconsidering why you're playing football after this game would be would be great.
2: Yep. Here we go, Rosario under center again, hands it off. Oh Pass. no, he'll actually Pass. throw it this time. It yes. is a speed out to number twenty-one. That is Joel Schneider. You know, one of the only catches of the game for Bellevue, and it goes for a touchdown. Just uh, excellent rollout from Missouri, and hitting hitting his man in the flats on time. Uh, Just a just a good throw from him, and a really unfortunate take from the Islanders. So we will uh, we'll have the extra point lined up here. It is kicked, and it is good. It is forty-nine to nothing here, folks. Forty-nine to nothing. In favor of Bellevue, five eleven to go here in the fourth quarter here on eight eight nine the bridge. So, Joe, you're, you're you're the one who's playing football here. You know, uh, as much as much as up us up here in the booth, you know, like to talk about schemes and whatnot, um, and, and kind of you know analyzing players. Uh, as someone who kind of is in that position often enough, as uh, you know, someone who's actually on the team, when you're in these positions. What are you looking for as a player? Are you looking for a leader? Are you looking for someone to rally the troops and galvanize your players to, to kind of, you know, get them happy, get them energized for something?
3: Well, it, when, I, when we're in this situation, uh, we were in this situation against Eastside Catholic, and we were getting destroyed in the first half. And you kind of have to have everybody rally around each other and have everybody bring each other up and just look for the ball, make contact, make the stop, and then do good on offense.
2: Yep, looks like the the kickoff will be kicked here in just a moment. Now, Sebastian, uh, looking at this game right now, uh, as you kind of reminisce on the experience, um, what are you? What are you? What are for you some key takeaways in this game for the Islanders, and uh, kind of some points that you want them to work on moving forward?
4: Uh, some of these key ta- uh, key takeaways, excuse me. For uh, this game, I think the Islanders could work on their offensive line and defensive line. I feel like Bellevue is very dominant in that part of their game and this very crucial part of the game as well in order to having success.
2: Exciting return here from Chase Shavy on the kickoff. Uh, bobbled it at first and dropped it on the ground, but was able to recover and able to run out to about the 27-yard 20, line. Uh, at least something exciting to to be happy about here with four with. Four under five minutes to go now. Uh, Eli he's still out there, so presumably it looks like the coaches are going to let the seniors ride this one out against Bellevue.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's in this moment that you got to rely on your strongest players to help carry the team, at least to to just succeed and just do good. Like, they've they they've been doing pretty good all game, but the Wolverines have just been doing a great job. In Fahey in
2: the shotgun,
3: loads one out.
2: Oh, oh just off the Fingertips, that is number three. That is Jackson Durner just off the fingertips of Derner. The Fahey and Durner connection has just been slightly off all game, and that would have been, you know, something to be happy about, but my goodness, it was so close.
4: It really was, just right off his fingertips. Beautiful route by Derner. He was able to get a step, uh, step ahead of the defender and just couldn't quite connect
2: on that deep shot. Just, uh, just another, just another thing to take the wind out of the sails of Mercer Island. Fahey and the shotgun once again, two receivers to each side of of his field of view. Snap is taken. Fahey dropping back, running out of the pocket, throws one, and it is dropped. It is dropped. That is number seventeen. That is number seventeen. Alexander Paik, Uh another senior here for Mercer Island. Just an unfortunate drop. There's been tons of drops all game here for the for the Mercer Island Islanders, and uh, just another tough break, guys.
4: Yeah, I feel like it's been like this all game. As Joe's been saying, I feel like we're we're being outplayed, but I feel like we're right there with them. Um,
2: but we just haven't had our breaks. Just a lot of tough breaks here for the Islanders. The huddle is broken. He again in the shotgun. One one running back to his left. Three wide receivers trips formation to the right. Getting ready to snap the ball. He takes the snap. Gets back. Tosses another one out there. Drayton catches it. Catches it this time. Sitting right in the right in the zone. Able to get a nice about a nice catch for about 20 yards.
3: Yeah, these are the plays that really brings up the morale on, on the player's side and on the sideline and Gets people hyped just to fight a little bit harder in the fourth quarter. Even if you, you might not win, it just gets that morale just that much higher to make you want to fight and at least get a few points on the board.
2: Two-minute drill here for the Islanders as they try to get something on the board here in this 49 to nothing blowout against Bellevue. Fahey in the shotgun, takes the snap, drops back, loads another beautiful one. Let's see what happens, and it is into double coverage. Drayton on the right side of the right side of the field, he was running a skinny post in between the safety and the cornerback. He was not able to ha- he was not able to hang on to that one as it was in a very tight coverage, guys.
3: Yeah, they had him clamped down right there. They had two guys on him. I mean, it would have been a miracle if he would have been able to catch that. That that was an incredibly difficult position to be in, and I was surprised he was even able able to go jump up for that that catch.
2: And if you notice, folks. Bellevue Bellevue officiating crew, they're letting the clock run down, even on incompletions. Uh, They're they're trying to mercy rule here. Um, Fahey takes another snap, throws this one short to number 25. That is Elon Gattel. He is a freshman this year, actually. So catch for the freshman, you know, getting getting the younger guys involved here a little bit into this, uh, you know, esteemed rivalry against the Bellevue Wolverines. Uh, You know, just something, you know, a nice little feather in their cap, so to speak.
3: Yeah, Elon's one of those guys who goes out there and just gets after it no matter what. So he's definitely a stud on the JV team, and that's why he's out here playing with varsity.
2: Fahey takes the snap once again. Throws it short to to Drayton. Drayton breaking the shoestring tackle and able to rumble down the right side of the field. It is another first down for the Islanders. Where was this all game? Just... Uh, Just the the Mercer Island offense is finally moving again. And, you know, 25 seconds left on the clock. Timeout seems to have been taken by the Islanders. And uh, just something exciting to end the game on, guys. Uh, What what are y'all's thoughts on this drive?
3: Well, I think this drive is what they've been kind of saving up all game. I I know that that Cole is definitely one of those guys who wants to win. And when they're down, he gets in that mindset where he's going to do whatever he can to Either get him up higher on the board and close that gap, or get the win, and that—that's what he's what he's just done.
4: Oh yeah, for this drive, I feel like we've been uh, trying to piece together a drive like this all night long, and it's just really good. Now, even if it is against Bellevue's, you know, backup unit, it's really good for team morale and just confidence moving forward. To see these
2: Islanders go out and fight, and hopefully put seven up on this board. Final couple of plays here for the Islanders. Fahey once again in the shotgun, trying to get something here at the end of the game. And it looks like they're stopping play once again. Uh, it's been a lot of ref ball here, guys. But uh, it looks like they're going to finally let Mercer Ryan play a little bit. Fahey back in the shotgun, ready to take the snap. He takes it. couple steps, couple step drop. Unloads another one short to Drayton, just not far enough. And... It looks like that will most likely be the last. Oh no! Another timeout taken by the Islanders. It looks like they're going to get close. They're going to try and get close enough uh, so that Samir Lumba can kick another field goal and you know not put du- not put two eggs on the board for the Islanders. It is 49 nothing here, folks, with 12 seconds left to play. My goodness, uh, Bellevue has just been so so dominant today. Um, what uh, has what what stood out most to y'all um, when, while watching this game, and uh, what has really allowed Bellevue to really dominate?
3: Well, uh, I've definitely noticed that their offense causes quite a lot of confusion for the Merchon defense, and although our defense was doing great, the, uh, the confusion on the offensive side definitely threw them off their games a little bit and was able to push through and give them that upper hand.
4: Yeah, I agree with Joe. The motion before the ball is even snapped is quite honestly really impressive but their big guys have just been uh had slightly more of an edge this game than ours but I feel like we can turn that around later in the season
2: remember folks Mercer Allen is three and one and Bellevue is four and oh and ranks second in the state of Washington just something to expect when you face off against such a formidable opponent Fahey with trips to to his right running back to his left in the shotgun once again Trying to get one more last breath play. 17 seconds on the clock. It is 14. It is 49-0 here, folks. Second and seven. Second down. Seven yards to go. Here we go. Fahey back in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Running running away from the pressure. He's trying to run, run away. Pressure in his face, and he just dumps it off last moment. And they are going to let the clock run down. But no, Mercer Island refuses <laughs> to give up. They refuse to give in. They want that last-ditch field goal. Uh, it's uh, you could call it petty, but we call it our rivalry, guys. Uh, you just can't, you know, you can't leave the night knowing that you scored no points. And you can tell Mercer Island just wants that last little dig at Big Brother, so to speak.
4: Yeah, I really like this move by head coach Ed Selingzer. I'm not Sledinger, sure. Selingzer, yeah, I know, honestly it's been a tough game, but he knows his seniors are upset of this is how the way is this is how they're gonna have to end off their careers against Bellevue. But I like how he's giving them one last shot to, you know, put points on the board and, you know, kinda end it on a high, so to speak.
3: Yeah, for sure. The coaches I mean, they're just trying to make the best decision for the team and I think they've done that so far this game and this decision is definitely gonna hopefully boost their morale on the field and probably Get them at least to within field goal range, hopefully within this small six second time range that we got left.
2: Fahey going out, trotting out one last time here. Six seconds on the clock, third and seven. Motion out to his left and now to his right. Fahey in an empty formation in the shotgun takes the snap, going for one last ditch throw at the end zone, throws it, and it is a beautiful
3: catch! Oh Oh, no, no, it's incomplete.
2: incomplete! It's incomplete. It's incomplete? Did he drop it? Oh, it was dropped.
1: My God. Oh. It was
2: dropped. It was an amazing route. It was a beautiful route. That is from, that is from number thirteen, number thirteen, Addison King, the junior. He ran a beautiful route into the seam, in between the safeties and the corner, and he, he had the ball in his hands, guys, and he so was close. in the end zone, and he dropped it the last second throw was dropped zeros on the clock and zeros on the scoreboard for Mercer Island it is 49 to nothing Bellevue winning in an in a truly immaculate route really other than a couple of turnovers they just played flawlessly this game Mercer Island was struggling the whole way through hopefully uh, guys as we close here on, on a bit of a sombering note as you know zeros Across the board, uh, what are some last notes you want to leave the folks on uh, to kind of give them give them a little more hope going into uh, going into next game against Liberty?
3: Oh uh, well, like you said, uh, this is the number two team in the in our conference in our division that we've been playing against, and it's probably the best team that we'll play all season. And um, I think that they gave us something to get better at, gave us stuff to work on for the next game. And uh, I think the odds with Liberty are pretty good because. After this game, we're going to go get after it all week next week. Absolutely. Yeah, and to add on to
4: Joe, our record is 3-2, and two, I believe, now? Yes. Yep. So, still a winning record. We're still in it. And uh, I'd say we were down tonight, but we are not out for the count
3: in these upcoming weeks. For sure, for sure. And, I mean, even though it was quite, quite the loss tonight, I think that, that Mercer Island and all the Islander fans should know that our team played their hearts out tonight. And I think we're going to... We're going to go get a, a win on Wednesday with JV.
2: Hopefully, hopefully. Well, folks, that was a very fun broadcast here. That was Mercer Island against Bellevue. Bellevue winning 49 to nothing. Thank you all so much for listening here on, Merce, on KMH 88-9 to bridge, Mercer Island. It was such a fun broadcast. And uh, we hope to see you next week against Liberty. Have a good one, folks.